that it goes for. Uh, this album cover, it's kind of shit. <laughs> I mean... I'm just going to say, uh, in retrospect... It's kind of like I was talking about a few episodes ago with Typo Negative. That it's one of those things that hit me in this period where I just accepted it as is. Right, yeah. You know, so I've never thought about this as being a shit album cover. No, I'm I just like, that's the album cover. Yeah, I didn't either. Is. I was like, here's the album that I want to listen to because it's fucking awesome. I don't right. care what's on it. But just looking at it, it's like, is this a snake? <laughs> the, the the font is pretty cool. It's true. I'm down with that. That's true. But it's just a snake. Well, do you know? Have you seen what they wanted the Far Beyond Driven cover to be originally? Yeah, it was like the original, uh, the uh, uncensored cover or whatever. It was like this drill it's going a drill into in like a ass. spread, a spread cheek yeah, asshole. It, yeah, it's someone like spreading their ass and yeah. this huge drill going into it. <laughs> like it's one of those. It's it's like when you see that and then you're. Like, I'm not saying that's good, by the way. Right? No, of course you're not. And then you're like, this is what we got instead, and then. It's it's, it's when you see shit like that, you're like, every now and again, you're like, that's why record labels are a good idea. Yeah, every now they and don't again, not serve a purpose. <laughs> every now and again, you gotta tell a motherfucker no. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys, this is what we want for the album cover. We've got a big old asshole <laughs> spread, right? It's called Far Beyond Driven. So we're gonna take a drill and we're gonna drive it into the asshole of someone's spread. <laughs> And they're fucking East West oh, Records. It's okay. like, how um, so? How about no? Yeah. How about a seven asshole? How about we just uh, do like a ghost <laughs> <laughs> instead of a, like a, a, instead of a realistic ass? How about we do a fake ghost? <laughs> we can sell that in stores. Episode twenty two, recorded March third. 2022. Alrighty, so here we are. Um, Hello. This is technically like episode 21, which is exciting. I mean, we're finally old enough to drink, so <laughs> we brought the uh, brought the goods. Uh, the, the, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, so I hope is, I hope we voted at eighteen. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we did. I don't remember that far back. I, I think episode eighteen was the last um, jazz episode. Okay. So, but yeah, so this is going to be once we get to it another another tampora episode. So we got to make we got to make whiskey drinks in honor of tampora. But only whiskey drinks, no no lager drinks, no vodka drinks. <laughs> yeah, no. So that is a really um, someone had me listen to that the whole that whole record, and that is a really interesting, weird. And you got knocked down. Fun record. Yeah, so that's, that's Chumbawamba. Yeah. Is, like, was the album also self? Was it self titled, or was it so. called Tub Thumping? Also, I'm not sure. My sister had that album. But yeah, it, like the whole rest of the album is like just weird yeah. and quirky as shit. Yeah, my sister had that album when it came out, like in ninety. I don't know, seven or some shit. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a strange album. There's a, so I'm, I'm in a weird, really, I'm in a really weird headspace. It's because I've, I've been editing and putting together the old podcast, getting ready to release them. And so, you know, looking back on like the nineties playlists, you know, are sort of, I think it's episode three or four, episode four. Yeah. Where it's, 
our our early ninety, you know, like our our when we're like in junior high, mm-hmm. and man, like fucking nineties were weird. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what like what you would just turn on the radio and hear was 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 way weirder, or there was just way more breadth than what you would hear even just like five years later. Like by like even like like the 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 range of music was so different in '96 versus 2001, 2002. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like from whenever we were in eighth grade, seventh, seventh, and eighth grade, versus when we graduated high school. Definitely, and that was why. Like, there was so much weird, disparate shit becoming popular then that they just had to lump it all in with alternative. So right. al- alternative radio, like the buzz around here, just became everything from from uh, uh, instantly popped into my head was the Lemonheads and Blues Traveler, and uh, uh, Stabbing Westward, and right. everything was under this one umbrella right. of alternative and, music. Right, and and in the occasional Primus song that you would get played on the radio. And yeah, like, they play like My Name Is Mud or or Jerry's right. Race Car Driver or something like that. Or the Offspring was all over the radio then. Yeah, I guess it was, but it was so like so much. It was the, uh, I guess it was, come out and play and self esteem. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking like the earlier or mid '90s when it was like the stuff from Smash. Yeah, but that at a certain point it turned, and I feel like they stopped playing that stuff and just started playing the newer stuff, mm-hmm. which was like the kids aren't all right, and then whatever the fuck it was from Americana that was everything after that was terrible as far oh, as I'm pretty, concerned. pretty fly for a white guy there you go yeah yeah yeah. everything after americana or did you think americana was trash? i thought it was trash as well oh dude i love that album i fucking did not did oh. not do anything for me oh. i love smash so much though it's, i i i, 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 I know them. you do too and i love them both. that was a big that was one of those big albums for us i think as a band also in a weird way i think so uh maybe not maybe not directly for our music but for our like our own personal taste making there was something. There was some mojo to that record. I maybe it's just because we, because there was the one song called Smash. <laughs> <laughs> no man, first show I ever played, we did a cover of "Come Out and Play." Oh okay. You know, like very, very so the very first show they ever played was at uh, Baytown Skate Park. I was right. I think thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. It was me, Jeremy, CJ, and Josh Baker. Yeah. So CJ played bass, and we played. Um. We played three or four originals. Damn, um, you had three or four originals. We did, dude. Time. I have VHS of this performance. Oh yeah, nice. we're good. We were a good band. Yeah, we okay. didn't have. We sounded good. We sounded good, and our songs songed. Do you know what you know what I mean? Yeah, they sang. Um, but like, yeah, like uh, I, I remember two of the songs that was "A Hate for You" and "Wounded" were two of the originals. There was a third one, maybe even a fourth one. I can't remember their names, but I remember the covers we played. We played Loco. All right, Cold Chamber. Um, we played Come Out and Play. Okay. And we played Electric Head Part Two. That's a good. That's a good spread. Honestly. Yeah, we 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 weren't really like trying to. We weren't. You know what I mean? It was just what we did. You know what I mean? Like we weren't. It was like, what songs can we not sound? Oh yeah, we wanted to play Lunchbox. The Marilyn Manson right. song. We had practiced that one, but we were only a- ever able to make it sound good in practice one time. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a tricky ass fucking song. <laughs> There's a lot of weird weirdness to get that song sounding right. It's like I almost want to say that's kind of because I mean, come out and play was all over the radio. We but probably shouldn't have the whiskey hanging right out in frame. I feel. <laughs> 
They're not sponsoring this, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, so Robert, so tell me, tell me more the, about the, what you think about how we grew up. Yeah, the clean, crisp taste of the Canadian Rockies. Um, uh, Electric Head, though, specifically is a nice, like, deep, deep cut in a way. Well, and like, that's that's the thing that's trippy, right? Is but, that... But that that definitely is, and I, I'm kind of on the fence as to whether Cold Chamber is or not. Because Cold Chamber kind of just, like, they blew up and then fizzled out pretty quick. A little bit. So I'll, I kind of wonder if that's like, for anyone these days, like, does anyone know who Cold Chamber is anymore? I think they do. do you, I, <laughs> I think. <laughs> they just know the Shock the Monkey cover that, <laughs> from the second album. So I was unironically jamming uh, chamber music a few weeks ago. Is that their second album? That's their second album. Okay. I had it, but I don't remember anything about it. There, there are some cool things on that record that I unapologetically and unironically love to this day. I see why it did not land because because it's weird. <laughs> That's kind of what I remember about it. Like I kind of had trouble uh, ever finding the desire to put it on and listen to it. Yeah. Past like one or two tracks. It, it really did it for me. But it's Back then and now or? But yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I loved it then. Yeah, I, it was never like I, I wasn't revisiting it recently and like, oh, this isn't as shit as I remember. Uh, you I was just like, had it on like normal. Yeah, I was like, let okay. me put this on to see if this is still as amazing as I remember. And uh, no, nah, man, I, I still I still love it because it it's because Des is singing more, and but he's not like he's not a um, he's not like a great singer per se. But he's great at emoting through through his voice, right? Gotcha. So he's not like he's not like you know Corey Taylor in you know he's not great in like the traditional sense of a yeah. good singer. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. He does what he does really well, and but I I really feel what he's saying, and it's and what he's doing is so dynamic because his you know I feel like his what he did vocally. When like like the you know when that first Cold Chamber record came out like what that did to all of us as far as what was what you were allowed to do vocally there's a huge 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 impact and I think that the bar got raised so much within the next few years that I think his sort of influence gets overlooked a little. Yeah, maybe so. Because I I for one don't think about them much mm -hmm. anymore. And I don't know when the last time was I tried to listen to their first album. It's but, fun. Yeah. It, it th th there's a charm. There's a real charm to that first album because you re you really like feel like oh this is like some fucking kids in a studio. Yeah. yeah. It um, felt it felt like a, a like a skater punk record in a weird way. Yeah. 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 Like it has. I mean, kind of like when you would throw on one of those like a Earth Crisis record or something, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, y'all just set up the fucking mics and just made these guys play. Like when we <laughs> recorded our first demos. <laughs> you know in what I church. mean? Um, I don't. Yeah, Brendan played bass on that. You weren't technically in the band yet, but I think you were there hanging out. Yeah, I don't know why I was there actually, but I, I remember being there while you, you guys were recording, specifically while John was recording vocals. Oh man, what a train wreck! That was that was fun. It was so terrible. They had John and Jeremy record vocals at the same time because there was like a, a harmony, like a, like because they were like, oh well, both of y'all sing. Well, we're gonna make you record at the same time. Um, 
<laughs> you know, poor fucking guys. <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad. I feel bad for him. mistakes were made. You know, I think you know lessons were learned. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, we, there's a whole, there's a whole can of worms when it comes to sort of us just, just sort of proverbially, sometimes literally just punching John Spain in the stomach. Like, why are you not Burton Bell? Why are you not Corey Taylor? Why are you not Chad Gray? Like, yeah. just continually, like, why do you not sound the way that we want a singer to sound? And why do you sound like the person you are? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Um, and then also, and then and then Jeremy, like, well, I'm the only person left that can fucking that knows when the notes are wrong. I guess I have to sing, motherfucker. <laughs> and he like, you know, he always hated his singing voice and. And we, cause, well, and we, because we were, we like, we're trying to do shit that we like just didn't have. We wanted, we so desperately wanted this color in our palette and we just didn't have it. Yeah. And I think that's why once we let go of that for whatever reason, you know. I mean, we were still doing those things. We just found a way to make it kind of work in a weird way. Right, right, right. Well, whenever I'm, I'm talking about like when we recorded Euphemism or whatever. And like now yeah. there, like the singing is in the background and it's layered and it's yeah. harmonized. It's not like here's your, you know, you're going to carry this chorus with your super strong voice. Yeah. You know, like everything's going to drop out and here's this anthemic, you know. <laughs> right. You don't have to belt here. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I wish that. I wish that it's like I could just because like I was watching some live footage, you know, a few years ago of us. And it was like, man, like Jeremy sounds so good when he does Slayer songs. Yeah. Because he has like this old school death metal snarl that's like just. Mm. And I'm like, why? We should have scrapped all of the singing, like like the singing <laughs> and creator and just had him do that. Yeah, probably. That would have been so much better. Probably so. Play to your strengths, as they say. But, you know, we were, uh, you know. We were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were dumb. Tune our guitars? Fuck that. Let's sound like garbage. <laughs> sing It'll... what we can actually sing? No. Nope. Fuck that. Play what we can actually play? No. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. No, mm -mm, not going to do that. Lessons were learned. Yeah, so. Um, uh, but you know what doesn't suck? What? Far Beyond Driven! <laughs> oh! Pantera! Pantera does not suck. Oh, there's a little bit that kind of sucks. but uh, do, do, this is, <laughs> Yeah, man. So lots of people have very different, have a lot of opinions about Pantera is what I've learned. <laughs> so... Um, oh, I hope you got some more input for this episode. I did. All right. I did, I did. Um, so I... Before we so so last episode we dug into Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar Display of Power, um, and we did the heavy lifting on Phil's racism. So if we don't dig into it here, know See, that it's yeah. there. Refer to that episode <laughs> and yeah. extrapolate as necessary. <laughs> right, right, right. I will touch on it vaguely here, but you know it's. 
I, I feel like there's less to touch on overall. Yeah, yeah, because because oh, the, the lyrics on these albums, the the tone of them is very different. The lyrics are much more personal and intense, and way less preachy. Yeah, you know, like they were on Vulgar. Yeah. So so it doesn't. There's still like every now and again, there's like a weird lyric. You're like, hold on. Um, That's a lot of these lyrics. And, <laughs> like, wait, what? Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's less like, you know. <laughs> now sit down. I'm gonna tell you how it is. You know, it's <laughs> in the states. There's a problem with race because of ignorant past burn fires. You know, like it's a lot yep, yep. less like. You know, let me explain. <laughs> Sit down, little one. I'll explain this to you. You know, it's a lot less that. You know, like milking a cow. Or that, that's that's how I. That's how it imagines. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but before we do that, I want to do kind of like a cool, like a revisit on the first episode because I got some new input. Oh shit! New shit has come to light. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. I I got some because I sent out a bunch of feelers right like send me you know, put out the call yeah uh-huh. <laughs> like tell me your three essential tracks off of Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar and the track you would trash is, is that that's what Patrick and Shay and, told and us Shea, last time right and Shay right okay um, so did other people have weighed in at this point yeah on the first two I yeah. only have one response back from Far Beyond and, and Trend Kill okay but it's okay um, because I. I don't know if it's because these albums came out closer to when we were getting into. I, I feel like I have better context for these than, um, but I don't know. Whatever, we'll get into it. But uh, yeah, so let me find this email real quick. Um, Ooh, an email. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my buddy Harrison Jacob, I hit him up. Yes, he has two first names. <laughs> um, so, but Harrison used to play. He's an incredible guitar player. He used to play in a band called As Eden Burns. And so really great um, sort of like melodic death metal band came out of Houston in the mid, late 2000s. Um, incredible band. Go go listen to their shit. As Eden Burns. Um, he and I have actually like, hey, man, you want to like just jam on some Pantera songs? <laughs> you know, we want to play. Well, let's play I'm Broken. Okay. <laughs> you know, and show up and like just jam on I'm Broken. Right. Nice. So he's an incredible guitar player. And so I wanted, I really wanted to like pick his brain on, and he's actually going to come and hang out with us when we talk about reinventing the steel. Oh, nice! And one hundred and one proof. All because, right, because he is a he. He's like that album's really underrated. And I'm like reinventing. Yeah, and he's okay. like, I'm like, we need you here. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very curious to get back to that album. I already know how I'm going to feel about because I've re, I revisited it periodically. I, know, I haven't in a very long time. I'm excited to hear. I know how I'm going to feel about it already. Um, but, uh, but yeah. All right. So I hit him and asked him oh, about Cowboys from hell. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> um, and so here's the other thing about, uh, he's, he's a, a little younger than us. Okay. So he's like, I think like three years younger than us or something like that. All right. So Cowboys from hell, he's like unpopular opinion, but this is one of my least favorite Pantera albums. Cut, cut, cut. But the reasoning makes sense. The reasoning makes sense. He's like, probably because I was first introduced to them through I'm Broken and was primed to desire that slower, heavier, groovier, detuned kind of vibe. Yeah. Although Vulgar Display of Power is probably up there with Far Beyond Driven for me and is more similar to this one than that one. So go sure. figure. Totally. He's like, three favorites. Cowboys from Hell. Um, Primal Concrete Sledge. 
and cemetery gates. So his reasoning for Cowboys from Hell was like, um, he's like, this song is like Pantera Orientation 101. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is like a mission statement, like a syllabus yeah. in song form. <laughs> right, right. And I think that was something that Shay said too. Yeah. Something similar to that. We are the Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Primal Concrete Sledge, he's like, the riff breakdown in about a minute is just so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't wrong. Yeah, man. Uh, Not wrong. Absolutely perfect, both in groove and precision simultaneously. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. He's... That, that's that's one aspect of that album that I don't know that we really touched on much, but that album like feels very precise. Like, to a ridiculous degree for the time it came out. Yes. Wild. And like, what else was out there at the time? Just Right. It, you're right. Bizarre. Um, <clears throat> All right, Cemetery Gates. He's like, the solo alone, solos alone is brilliant. Probably one of my favorite solos of all time. Yeah. The song is surprisingly emotionally evocative for me. Probably some nostalgia mixed in with the emotional chord progressions and acoustic. <laughs> um, so. Fair points, yeah. Um, and he said the he said one to trash. He's like, I'm weird, and most of the other tracks on here I'm not a huge fan of. There are some cool moments here and there, but they just don't have the Pantera vibe I was expecting. It was tr it was thrashier, but not necessarily in the way I was a huge fan of. <clears throat> and so I totally get where he's coming from on that because I think that that's how I felt about Vulgar at the time, honestly. Too, I think I felt I think that's how I felt about Vulgar, like the first like sort of like like in in relation to like these albums. I think if you would have asked me how I felt about Pantera's catalog and albums in like 98, mm -hmm. from like 98 to 2008 or something, I think I would have said something very similar to this. But about Vulgar? I, I, no, I would, have, I would have been like, Cowboys from Hell, meh. I think, so you, you know. You're, you're, you're saying that's how you felt about Cowboys from Hell? Yeah, yeah. Versus, did I say Vulgar? Yes. My bad. No, I got I'm, ta you. I'm talking about Cowboys. I was like, I get what he's saying about Cowboys from Hell of like, you know, but, but now... That one's aged. Cowboy Smell's aged really well for me, and it's really fun to listen to now. So yeah, I agree. Um, okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then Vulgar, he's like, this is probably tied with Far Beyond Driven as my favorite Pantera album. Mm. So interesting, right? Three favorites. By Demons Be Driven, Hollow, <laughs> and Walk. <laughs> All right, well. So, um... Listen, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, rebuke anyone's opinion on what is a good Pantera song on these albums because these four these four albums are great albums front yeah. to back. Of course, of course. So, right? Yeah, man. I think it's so interesting, and I think that that's what it makes is really, really the sort of the the sign of what is a truly you know legendary artist is if you can ask five different people about the band and get five different answers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think that that is, that's what's, you know. But this is interesting because he is like, he talks about By Demons, and he's like, yeah, I was really getting into metalcore, so that like chuggy, he's like, that really popped for him. Yeah. Hollow, just a huge fan of the dual guitar harmonization. And that's what's interesting too about Harrison. He's looking at all this from a very guitar-centric point of view and a very music-centric point of view. Mm -hmm. Like, lyrics and shit don't mean fucking anything to him. Well, so, <laughs> on on the first two albums, I tried to take that approach where I was like, I'm going to take these lyrics into account. This time, not so much. 
I kind of left it by the wayside. Okay, cool. Because I did not. Okay. So that'll be a nice balance. Yeah. Uh, huh. Wait. So so I think I can identify more with that. <laughs> I think it's one of the only times. <clears throat> I can't think of too many other times, if any, that Dime did like real uh, dual tracked like harmonies like that. Mm. Um. A couple times in like solos, but maybe those were like effects pedals primarily. Mm. And maybe this was too, really, but uh, it doesn't really matter. N- never in like a, because uh, it's it's across like the verse, right, or the pre-verse, mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. Uh, just in in the main part of the song. So yeah, kind of a rare occurrence, but it's a nice part. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, excuse me. And so. Uh... But yeah, and he's like, "Walk." I only like the solo. The rest is kind of cringe. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, "One to trash." He's like, "Walk." I only like the solo. The rest is kind of cringe. You know what? Fair play. Fair, fair point, right? And so I also hit up my buddy Chris, who is like a death metal, death metal guitarist. This guy is really unique in how he plays guitar. He's he's like if it's he's like if Dime played fucking death metal. Um. So his like, you know. Me and him musically got along really well because he he loves Machine Head, Slayer, Suffocation, and Pantera. Damn. So the four pillars <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we were we we just called out tunes for like an hour. Want to do War Ensemble? Yeah. You want to do, you know, you want to do uh, Hell Awaits? Yeah. You want to do Mandatory Suicide? Yeah. You want to do Imperium? Yeah. You want to do Davidian? Yeah. Oh. Um, awesome. But so I hit him up, and his favorites were uh, Cowboys, Domination, and Sleep. And I was like, okay, okay Sleep, all right, all right. He's like, Sleep has the best dime solo ever. Just so much emotion. And then I saw okay. someone else talking about, like, like repping Sleep hard, too, talking about, like, the cool use of diminished chords and shit in it. And it's like, Fucking right. Sleep stands. I was like, all right, man. So yeah, nice. And then for vulgar, he's like rise, hostile, and hollow. And I, 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 I how about almost everyone we asked? Did Jet, Jet say hollow as well? Jet was like hollow's the worst one. Oh yeah, okay. Jet was the one that said yeah, yeah. But I said hollow. Harrison said hollow, and and my buddy Chris said hollow. So that's pretty yeah. interesting that that got as many. I would I wouldn't have thought that it would have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Like that's just so that's just so fascinating. And then. I'll I'm not I'll bring it up later at some point, but uh Harrison like threw up like a poll of like, here's how I'd rank my Pantera albums. What does everyone else think? And I okay. I dude, as many possible different answers as there are, like mathematically, <laughs> they're all, all there. permutations. All the permutations yeah. were there, Good. you know. Like five times four times three times two times whatever it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Pantera factorial. <laughs> so um, but okay, so I wanted to sort of bring this up real quick because we were kind of going through this like criteria, right? I had this idea of like criteria that you can judge records by. Okay. Um, so like songwriting, uh, performances. So that's like what was recorded. Mm-hmm. Production, how it was recorded. Because you can have so- you can have some great performances with shitty production, right? Yeah. Um, technicality how hard is that shit to play lyrics vibe and we talked about all that but we didn't talk about this i thought i thought about another one influence and that's another that's like another thing um that i don't think we really hit on because 
Yeah. You know, Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar. I feel like Vulgar was extremely influential on everything that came after it because it was sort of it's like, well, there's no going back now. Yeah. Vulgar was where they where they became power groove. Right. And that was what that was what hit. Right. And I think that once you have vulgar display of power and you have uh burn my eyes. Yeah. Like once you yeah. like both of those records came out in ninety two, I think. Um mm-hmm. actually burn my eyes might be ninety four. Hold on. Oh, uh, what was the one before that? No, Bur- Burma Eyes is the first one. That was 92, I think. Let me see. Fuck, I don't know. But I know that... You... No, it was 94. It was 94? Okay. It was 94. So, but yeah, Vulgar's like full two years before that. So, okay. so yeah, I think that that, you know... Yeah, I agree. That Of, of, uh, of those two albums specifically, Vulgar was far more influential, I think. Oh uh, yeah, vulgar and cowboys. So you yeah. know, I I think that like, I feel like cowboys probably from people I've talked to and whatnot, cowboys was like a fucking warning shot. You know, <laughs> um, like everyone's like, who the fuck are these guys? Holy yeah. shit! And then when vulgar came out, it was like, well, now we all have to change. <laughs> either we have to, we either have to try to write the black album, or we have to fucking <laughs> right. Like you had two choices if you were if you were a fucking metal band in in night you know in the early nineties. You had to be able to play. You know, you had to try to get on radio, or you had to try to tour with Pantera. <laughs> yeah. Um, Only Crowbar succeeded. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah. Um, so that. Okay. I wanted to throw that out there. Um, that's a, that's a good call. I think it's probably. Mm, I was gonna say I think that's probably more pertinent to this conversation, but I don't know. Maybe I guess we'll see. I think you could argue that Vulgar is their most influential album. Yeah, I think there's an argument there. Yeah, I think there might be because even though spoiler alert, I like these albums more. Mm-hmm. Much, 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 much more. I don't think that these albums are nearly as influential as Vulgar. Yeah. I guess I sort of lump Vulgar and Far Beyond in the same influential sphere. Mm. I think they're more similar than either of the other two albums to the rest of their catalog. This is going to be an interesting talk. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I guess like the only other thing that I thought that was interesting that I wanted to add was this, because uh, we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be doing a lot of Pantera episodes, like, and 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 I don't think there's a single other band that we could do this for, and I think it's just because of the specific age that we're at, and that Pantera happened to only release have five major album releases yeah and they all came out during the years that we were coming of age yeah i think you're right about that there's like the sort of the perfect storm the perfect time frame there of right their output right like their entire career almost yeah. is, is as pantera at, right as pantera you know from cowboys through hell to reinvent the steel like we graduated in 2001 
Um, that's when reinventing or reinventing still was released in two thousand. Two thousand, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, like that decade, you know. Um, yeah. And then also, so they would have re- they released Trend Kill. And so, like the thing is, is yeah, they didn't have a lot of you know, but but they, they were releasing like they had the live album, they had all sorts of like they were they were able to remain so. You weren't able to get into music where you weren't able to get into heavy music in the 90s without accounting for Pantera. And they managed, they kept putting stuff out. So even if it was just live records or home videos or whatever, they were staying relevant. Mm-hmm. And so every every album was an event. Like everyone had to have an opinion. So it was, it was 90, 92, 94, 94 97. So it was a six? Okay. 96. And the 101 was 97 or 8. Somewhere in there? Yeah, one of those. So damn near every two years for the whole decade. Yeah, yeah pretty consistent. Yeah. And so so I think that that's why it's really unique. I don't think there will be another band that we yeah. will dig this much into. I think there are other bands that we can do something similar for. You know? But it, it wouldn't be able to be as exhaustive as this. I don't No, think. to where each one of us have really strong <sighs> opinions about every single <laughs> release. Yeah. So until we get to damage plan, then I don't have much to say about that. I have this feeling that after listening to all of this in in this sequence, I'm going to get to damage plan. There's going to be something that was charming about something it before to grab onto yeah. that wasn't charming to me before. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I'd be I'd, I wouldn't be averse to that. But um, all right, man. So you want to you want to run down our lists first, or what do you want to start with? <sighs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right, so please do yours first. <laughs> let's go. Let's go back and forth like we did last time. How about that? Or okay. you want me to do mine first? Because I'll do it I'll, I'll, either way. I, I cheated. I cheated on Far Beyond Driven. Oh, so you somehow to. read my list already? No. Um, so okay, what do you mean? You have four that you kept? Yeah, let's just let's. Or, just how many this. how many tracks are on here? Do you have twelve that you kept? <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. It was real hard for me. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, whatever. I'll just do mine then. Yeah, no, no. Well, we'll go back and forth. It'll be more fun. Go okay, ahead. okay. Well, can we go back and forth? Is there the <laughs> same number of tracks now? Because let's go. Okay. So I start off with five minutes alone. Okay. This was the hardest. <laughs> it was so hard for me to pick essential tracks for this. Mm, okay. And so I know that these. All right. So my first one is good friends. Really? I'm putting that as an essential track. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have my reasons. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, my second one is Use My Third Arm. My second one is Hard Lives and Sunken Cheeks. Hard Lives or Hard Lines? I was, that was lines. lines. I, I I was today years old. Um, <laughs> you learn something new every day on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that is a funny thing because I, I like went and read all the lyrics to Far Beyond Driven and Trendkill earlier today, and I somehow missed that, which is funny because I could I could see it other way, really, honestly. Well, man, like, I mean, hard lines and sucking cheeks implies a hard life. So there you go. And um. But yeah, there's a lot of things I've been mishearing because, <laughs> because like, because the lyric sheets in here are all janky and handwritten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're hard to, you know, so, but, um, 
And also, you know, like, oh, well, that's what I thought it was when I was fucking 13 years old and I didn't have reason to think different yeah. until just now never, when never, you asked me. Never read that shit. Like, whatever. I so, yeah, what so that, that's my second one. Okay. Okay. So my third one, I'm sure you'll love this then, is a Planet Caravan. <laughs> we, it's no wonder that we were in a same fucking band. All right, so here's my third one. You know what my third one is? Use my third arm. All right, there you go. Okay. And then I had a, I had a, oh wait. No, no, go ahead. I had a bonus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to have a bonus one. Yeah. Which was Planet Caravan. Nice. I can, I can see that. I almost thought about doing something like that, honestly. Because it, so it, what it, would, what it is been, like a, it yeah. is like a bonus. What would have been your fourth one? Probably slaughtered. That would have been my my next one. So, yeah. uh, or maybe shedding skin, but probably slaughtered. Legit, this is great. So, <clears throat> so allow me to defend my position. Well, do you want to know the one that I'm throwing away? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm forgetting the yeah. Uh, good friends in a bottle of pills. I knew you would say that. <laughs> okay, good. I knew that you would say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, for a there's for a lot of reasons. It is the obvious choice to throw away. Yeah. For so many well, reasons. As, as I went through the album, I was like, this is the clear choice, but it's the one I'm going to pick. Yeah. It, for, for a lot of reasons, it is, it is the obvious one to put in the trash. My one to trash was, um, was Shedding Skin. Hmm. Okay. Um, because it was going to come down to 25 years or shedding skin 25 years would have been my next pick it was gonna and 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 i love the song shedding skin (laughs) (laughs) but if i had to pick one i would pick that one because i don't think it fucks up the vibe of the record if you lose it i i think you could lose 25 years or shedding skin and still maintain the vibe of the record Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um I i see what you're saying I slightly prefer 25 years to shedding skin, but it is a slight preference. Um, okay. My reason for including good friends. Yes. So I have a lot, I have a lot of summaries and shit about each of the songs, but I'm going to go ahead and just, we're going to hit you with this one. Do what you got, do what you got to do. So it's like, all right, this song is really uncomfortable. It is. But that's what it's trying to do. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. I think I Um Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's it's fucking grimy. <laughs> yes. That's a good word for it. Um and I love how hard it goes. I I love that it is that the verses are just fucking, it, it's Phil being as like gross and as intense while still being on as honest as he can be. And that's how it feels to me. Mm. And, but then, and so <clears throat> this is a thing I'm going to probably reference a lot is there is a lot of, when it comes to Phil's lyrics, I love the lyrics on both of these records. I really, really do because 
they feel like they like they feel very pure. Um, they like it feels like he meant like he like he's digging and pulling these out in like a deep symbolic way from his head. Um, not like there's there's no sort of like um, filter. There's no like cerebral cortex engaging. There's no like how do I. It's like, it feels so raw and pure. Gotcha. And that means that some really like vulnerable, honest shit comes out and some really, it exposes some really toxic, terrible shit too. And so the thing that I think is interesting about the lyrics is that you could really analyze those lyrics through sort of a a lens of power and a lens of masculinity because he's talking about, you know, like having sex with some dude's girlfriend, but who is he talking to the whole time? It's all about the dude. It's all about having power over the other guy. And it's all about that power relationship. And it Mm -hmm. even like, it's even very explicit in the lyrics. Like your girlfriend could have been anything. Right. And so, like, you couple that, like, it's all about this power and me, like, having power over you, but then, you know, you're that kind of dude, you'd slit our wrists and da-da-da-da-da, you know? And there's that, but then what is the chorus? It's, like, all these layers of this, like, I serve so many fucking masters. Yeah. So it's, like, this, I, you know, you're, you know, you feel helpless. You feel like, you know what I mean? And it's this, and so. Yeah. I I don't think it's unclear what he's trying to get across here with, with the song. Yeah. It, and, yeah. and, and so he, I, he, he's doing fucked up shit. His character in the song is doing fucked up shit, but he knows that he's doing fucked up shit, but he has to do it. He can't help himself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to like, some extent. Something like that. And, and just that like, yeah, very broadly, very broadly. R- right. Right. And, yeah. and, um, but then there's also like expressing that like that like frustration, I guess, like that like yeah, that that of I'm powerless. I serve so many masters. I'm gonna lash out by feeling powerful over someone else, like that kind of, and it just really encapsulates that in a really abstract, terrible, gross, intense way, and just how hard he goes vocally in the choruses. Yeah, that, that that was something that really came across to me more on maybe more on Far Beyond even than uh, Trend Kill, but on these two albums specifically, way more than like Vulgar and especially Cowboys from Hell. Obviously, was like how ridiculously hard he goes. It's so intense. It's kind of like shocking at times. I was like, well, this was this is what was on these albums. Holy shit! It, I. <laughs> Yeah, man. So what he fucking accomplishes vocally on both. It's hard for me to talk about him separately, but, you know, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But it's, yeah. I mean, how fucking prolific was Phil Anselmo between 94 and 96? Because he did Far Beyond Driven, and then he did NOLA, and then he did Trend Kill. Right. That's right. <clears throat> if he didn't play another note of music and just made those albums and then gave it up and said, I'm going to go manage a Denny's. 
Phil. <laughs> At least pick an IHOP, man. Come on. <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Mr. Anselmo. How can I help you? Um <laughs> You had the moons over my hammy. <laughs> um uh, <laughs> I got your breakfast plate here. Uh, While you snort and drool, I delivered your food. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Um, we were all knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the the last, <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you have any more eggs? <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. <laughs> but oh, yeah, we were all stocked out. <laughs> the the last the last chorus there is I'm losing what's left of my fucking mind. I serve too many fucking masters. Like it's very clear what he's trying to get across there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like a sort of being out of control in a way, but like compulsory in a, in a way. Right, right. And 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 there is there's an honesty to these lyrics, and there's an honesty in the ugliness. Sure. And that's definitely that's something that I resonate with. And it's also that um, on these, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Um, maybe I, maybe I should look at these on my phone. I don't know. But he, um, like, it's coming more from a place of I'm a damaged drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Than it is I'm an, I, you know, I'm an angry preacher. Um, like, I'm I'm an angry, you know, it's, it's much more vulnerable. I mean, even, goddamn, dude, the fucking lyrics to 25 years. Holy shit. Yeah, it's 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 not as uh, prescriptive as yeah. vulgar was because vulgar was like, here's the right way to be. Yeah, be yeah, this yeah. way, motherfucker, pussy, or you know whatever. Right, right, right. Or you can lick my sack, or suck or you my can balls, lick my sack, or yeah. whatever. There you go. You know? um, uh, literally, I'm broken. <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. how much more? Uh, I drink all day. I smoke all day. You know, um, are the lyrics of shedding skin. And like I was reading that, I was like, how many fucking Gen X people endured child abuse? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many of these poor motherfuckers? Yeah, why was it so like you were not allowed prolific. you weren't allowed to pick up a guitar in the nineties if your if your dad didn't beat the shit out of you or try to fuck you or something. <laughs> Like someone uh. had someone had to diddle you, um, or you weren't allowed to play. Be- like you weren't you weren't getting on Roadrunner. Said <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a, a clause in the yeah, contract. Like somewhere. Monty Connor would be like, "So tell me about the abuse." What do you mean I was never abused? Lying. So you guys got any, tone. Yeah, I'm really liking what I'm hearing from your from your new album. But uh, where did where did where did he touch you? <laughs> what? what? We uh, you heard what I said. I had a great home life. No, what are you talking about? No, where oh. did he touch? You? Oh, so you're in denial. <laughs> Good God. I mean, listen, it was prolific enough to where you're not wrong. Uh, um, in a broad generalization. So, but yeah, it's a... Um, overall... So before we kind of get into the track by track, I think maybe I'll just like kind of hit my like overall. So the overall thing about Vo- about Far Beyond Driven is this is this is where shit gets grimy. Yes. Um, that is a very good word for this album. This is where shit gets weird. And this is where it feels like they make a real statement. 
to me. Okay. Um, because how do you hate vulgar, right? How do you hate vulgar display of power? You know what I mean? It's not. You mean like more, more like a personal statement? Like this is what we are. Our artistic statement. Yeah. Of I guess, I guess in terms of personal statement, I mean Phil specifically. Or musically, even. Okay. Because to me, this is this is this is like all the stylistic stuff sort of distilled. Everything is like down to its essence in like this rawest, purest, aggressive huh. form to me. And I I to me this is objectively their best record. It's not my favorite, but I think it is the best record. Literally driving over here, I, w- I was having this conversation in my mind. Not about these albums, but just like that. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I was thinking about it. I was I was thinking about that differentiator, differentiator specifically mm-hmm. about your favorite versus your versus the best. Right, right, and and so I so anyway, but I didn't always love this record, like. Historically, Tranquil was always my favorite. And this one, I, I didn't really get, because everyone loved this one when we were kids. Like, this was the one that, yeah. had, this was the big dog record. Um, and I kind of, like, didn't really get it. I was like, well, Becoming's cool. Five Minutes Alone is cool. So, real quick, um, as I listened to this album, since you mentioned Becoming, I forgot Becoming existed. What? Completely, <laughs> until I fucking heard it come on. Uh, for some reason, I was like, "Oh yeah, that song's on here. That's a song they did. Weird. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't not like it. I just forgot about it." I would like sing that song in my head when I would walk out to football games. <laughs> really? Yeah, that and Body Hammer What's from Fear Factory. Uh, As of now, I am a tool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Impact, you know, it's good. O line, yeah, sound. sure. You know, so, so I, I can see becoming in that sense too. So yeah, um, so yeah, so like, how did this album age for you? I I think all things considered, pretty not bad. Uh, so like we've already talked about up to this point, like. The first Pantera that I heard was Cowboys from Hell. Because like, that was the first album that there's like God. It makes you so rare in our age group. I know. It makes me weird. And so that was, that was the first one I heard. But Far Beyond was the first one I actually got into. Because mm. um, uh, I, so like I, got that, I got the Cowboys from Hell cassette from my uncle. And then at some point, I went over to visit his house and he had at back in like 90 uh probably 95 or 96 maybe i want to say he was one of the dudes who even back then had like the big ass cd shelf Mm. full of shit i was like whoa mind completely blown and so i would just sit there pouring over all this all the shit he had and he was like if you want you can like borrow a couple of these you know and just bring it back later so i borrowed this i borrowed incesticide and i borrowed nirvana Thank you. Yeah. And I borrowed uh, maybe the Black Album or something or something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that was when I first got into this album. And this this is the first Pantera album that I like really got into. into. So the idea that you heard 
Cowboys from Hell before you heard the Black Album? I mean, I probably heard Metallica like on the radio, mm -hmm. I guess. But like as an album, yeah. There's, that puts you in such a different... <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you know? And so you got into Far Beyond Driven yeah, before like, you really got into any of the other albums? Yeah. You always were on the cutting edge for things that were more intense. <laughs> Come on. It's like, what, is Robert fucking playing that Meshuggah riff again? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, okay. It's like, 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 we're just trying to play this fucking song, and like, Robert's not even paying attention to us. What the fuck is that? Let's write that. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, this, this was the first album that I really got into, and I remember at the time... It was like really hard to listen to. Yeah. It was like really. Uh, I always thought about this album as like being thick, like yeah. dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. even just like the production quality is like just really dense. Yeah. It's like uh, heavy doesn't quite get it across, but it's like thick. You know, it's got this. My my earliest memory of this album is sitting. It's like me and Chris Connor. Um listening to like throws of rejection and being like, why don't my drums sound this way? <laughs> <laughs> Is it throws of rejection? I think it's throws of rejection. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is feeding what I am. Yeah. 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 One. Man, the, uh, the production jump on vulgar from cowboys it was wild and then the production jump on far beyond from vulgar isn't as like immense but it's profound yeah if that like i i agree with that because this is this is the production cowboys from hell had great production vulgar had also great production this is great production, but the production itself is part of the statement. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Uh, they, they make choices on here that is like, because Cowboys sounded like clean, but kind of like almost, oh boy, what's the word to use? Not weak, but like thin. Yeah. Especially compared to their other albums. Sure. And then Vulgar kind of like, it kind of like uh, puts a meat on the bone, if you want to say. Sure. And it's still, but it still felt very like clean. Well, and they talked about that too. Crisp. You know, like Rex talked about that in that Revolver interview. They talked about how they close mic'd the cabs for oh, yeah. Cowboys from Hell, and then they were getting more of a room sound on Vulgar. Yeah. That's and consequently, right. that's why you hear less and less of Rex as <laughs> you hear the most Rex on Cowboys <laughs> from Hell, but as. It gets more and more about capturing dimes, dimeness. You lose a lot of Rex. A lot of the Rexness. Just makes me sad. Mm -hmm. He's still, I feel like he's still really present on this record, though. Yeah. I mean, in throws specifically, like that bass line, like, boom, do, 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 like it's clacking and clacking all in the background. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the production on this record and, and Trend Kill. Uh, I, that's, to me, this is, these are the these are my favorite records of theirs to listen to for that reason. Same, same. So, 
All right, let's broad strokes hit these criteria, right? All right, so. Okay. Uh, so songwriting. To me, this is like some of the best. I think I think that's why I think this is objectively their best record because I think it has objectively the best songwriting. Hmm. I don't think there's a song on here that's poorly written. I think everything connects really well. I think all the tempo changes work. I think everything is interesting. Everything feels inspired. Nothing feels sort of like they ran out of time. Nothing feels sort of like, these are all the riffs we have left. Let's fasten them together. Yeah. You know, and there's some stuff on Tranquil that feels that way. To me, there's even some stuff on Vulgar that feels that way. It feels hmm. like that that sort of second half of Vulgar, there's some stuff in there in the middle that kind of feels like they're just ratcheting shit together a little bit. Um, well, what do you got left? You know, well, these are the these are the six riffs, riffs I got left. So how can we fit them into here? You know, I don't believe for a second that Dime only had six riffs left. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. Yes, you're right. Um, um, yeah, I see what you mean there. This this album feels very cohesive. Uh, th- absolutely. Right. Now, not all the songs are as memorable as, the, uh, you know, as they're not all as equally memorable. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff on Vulgar isn't all that memorable. Either. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, but it's after a lot of repeated listens, it's not because it's not well done. It's, you know, it's. I, yeah. So it's just because there's not like like on shedding skin or twenty five years like you know or something like that. There's just not that like that sort of I'm broken hook or slaughtered hook. There's not that you know what I mean in the same way. That's all that there is. You know what I mean? It's still, but every piece makes sense. There's no, there's absolutely no fat on this record. It's all like just streamlined fucking like a precise gross grimy brutality. I'll um, agree with that. How long is this album? I didn't check. Um it's in that 48 minute okay. range. Um I'll, I'll I, I guess about quick. like maybe early low low 40s something like that. Yeah, it's 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 great. I I it broke my heart to sort of pick one to trash because I really didn't want to <laughs> let any of them go. Yeah. Um 56 minutes actually oh, it's shit. rather long. Never mind. Okay. Holy shit. What how incredible is it that an okay. album that's this intense can can hold your attention for that long? Yeah. A testament to uh what they did there. Hot damn. Um uh, but, but something we touched on last time, yeah. especially uh I guess in terms of Cowboys from Hell a bit, but more in vulgar despite the fact that some of the lyrics on vulgar are fucking nonsense is that Phil has a talent for like just picking the right words. Yeah. And that comes across like in spades on, especially on this album, his phrasing, uh, yeah. Holy shit. His phrasing. Yeah. It was really hitting me on when I was going over, when I was like reading some of the lyrics along and it's just, <sighs> It's just so good. Because it's tempting to think like just like big dumb dude yelling shit. But there's a, there's a, like there's a lot going on there. Like if you if you really sit down and kind of dig into it or even just read it once, really. Right. I I love how just abstract and terrible 
and honest the lyrics are. Okay, so so yeah, we'll, let, let, let's let's riff on these lyrics a little bit, because um, that's one of the criteria. Um, let me find some some of the things that I said. Um, yeah, the lyrics overall feel so much more personal to me. So even when yep. they veer into uncomfortable stuff, it doesn't bother me as much. So like in five minutes, I'm like, use complexion of my skin as counter-racist tool. It's like, okay, you're you're getting into some weird shit. Mm-hmm. But it feels like he's telling a story about a fucked up experience, so it's not preachy. Do you know what the song's about? It's about like some lawsuit or something, yeah. right? I don't think I knew that until like today. Yeah. It, it was it was apparently uh, he got sued by uh, the parent of someone who was at one of his shows because he would do a thing where he would sort of rile the crowd up and get them to like go at it with each other. Right. And so I guess somebody got hurt be- as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the, I don't know, the deposition or something, the father of the kid said to like, just give me five minutes alone with this guy in a room. I'll and- show him who the big daddy is or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, something like some- that. Yeah. And so I guess that's where they came. I didn't, I didn't know that was where they came from. I didn't know that either. But yeah, there you go. Right, 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 right. You know. Um, and so speaking about the lyrics overall, so, okay, this is, this is sort of what I was saying. It's like, there's a difference between someone admitting and expressing their own fucked up and ugly emotions <clears throat> or saying someone fucked up and ugly made them feel emotions. Right. So there's a difference between saying I have fucked up ugly feelings or Mm -hmm. the reason I have these feelings is because you're fucked up and ugly (laughs) and did this to me. And there's a difference there. And, you know, it's like it's the difference between saying, like, I have unhealthy, violent thoughts about women (laughs) versus women are unhealthy. So it's appropriate that I have violent thoughts about them. Yep, that is a very clear distinction. And the these this record it feels very firmly in that I have unhealthy violent thoughts. And so that's different. It's not like you said earlier, it's not prescriptive. You know, it's more sort of expressing your own sort of deep insecurities and fucked up emotions. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that you know, I don't know, like this stuff lands way different for me than the way that some of the stuff on Vulgar landed. Definitely, definitely. Um, because like I mean, like you said, you it it felt preachy. Yeah. Whereas this one definitely doesn't maybe a little bit more on the next one, but yeah. For sure this one. Even the even, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about Dringo. Um <laughs> So yeah, the so the yeah, and the other thing about this record too is there might be songs that are more or less memorable than other ones, but this song never betrays its vibe. Like it has a fucking vibe and you never and that's why it was so hard for me to pick something that like get that out of here because and to me good friends in a bottle of pills is, sta- is part of establishing that vibe. Yeah, that's that's fair. And so, you know that that just gritty, fucking nasty. And I, I, I like this is another thing, right? <clears throat> I don't think that you get Slipknot's first record without this record. Without this record, yeah. yeah. Like think about like the vibe of that record, right? 
like this. I'm just guess, yeah, that was the vibe that defined that record. It was just grody and nasty and right you know, for sure. Like the the like like this is the prototypical seething, precise, nasty, heavy, fucking metal record. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else comes to mind anyway. Yeah. To me, I, I only really think of this and like Slipknot's first record. Like that's the yeah. only like ones that have like this like I might need a shower after I listen to this. Um so to talk to talk a little bit more about good friends, uh the I mean it, it's kind of the same thing whereas like uh, everything on this album makes it this album and yeah. nothing on this album is bad. Right. I don't I don't dislike anything on this album. Just like these other albums. Sure. Um that is just less of a song. Sure. And that's kind of the main Bicycle. reason. Back up. Back up. Yeah. Back up. Back up. But even like what they do musically is like kind of interesting and like Dimes playing with the fucking empty beer can and shit. Is like, that what's going that's on? That's what there? that is. Oh god. Yeah. Just dragging it across the strings like a fucking uh, slide or like an ebo, I guess really. Um but then in the and you know during the uh like it's during the intro mostly it's like Phil's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it really, I was like, and then everything else that happens is right, so right. It's, it's just less of a like song, song, and more of like a. It's almost like an interstitial like skit in a weird way. Almost, yeah, sure. It, it serves that function, more, sure. Uh, because they obviously didn't do that, but like, that, that was really the primary reason I picked it. No, 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 like, no, no, no. That that, that makes sense. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and I remember like listening to it as a kid, and we all like got it. Oh, fuck your girlfriend. Like it was yeah, just like, like yeah, yeah. And and so for the longest time, I sort of dim- dismissed it as a piece of art, um, because I associated it with like my immaturity of how I how how I responded to it when I first heard it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and so. You know, but I I think that you know things like that and things like um you know downward spiral like these these were huge influences. Man, that's on another me. good one actually. That's another like pretty grimy yeah gross fucking album. That, the definitive yeah. one. Probably. Good call. Good call. Um, I mean, I feel like downward spirals in like a different because that's not a band, right? Like the that album is a sonic experience. I might also I might also say. I might I might say broken is more so that actually than downward spiral. No, Bro- broken is angrier. To Bro- downward spiral is a dirty fucking record. Um, hmm. I am a big man. Yes, I am. I have a big gun. I like to have fun. I'll put a hole in your head, you know, just for the fuck of it. Okay, you, you convinced know. me. Maybe you convinced me with that one. <laughs> um, shoot! 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 I'm going to come all over you. Yeah, it's a filthy fucking record. Maybe you're right. Um, it's a lot different than than Broken. Broken I, is just angry. Maybe you're right about that. Yeah. Um, I can see. Like So, but but there's a but like getting that across the way that Trent does with like, you know, and all of the magical genius Trentness is different than guitars bass drums and vocals mm-hmm. that's different so um but yeah 
Okay, so so yeah, I think the songwriting on this is incredible. I think it's their best. The vibe is impeccable. It is just unwavering, gross, and nasty, and absolutely sets a precedent. Um, the lyrics are fucking incredible and really personal and abstract, and I feel like it's sort of... I feel like this starts the template of like... <clears throat> because it's really difficult to like how do you write these really how do you write lyrics that feel as intense as the music does without it without it venturing into a point of being like this and and still feel like you mean it right and how and without it being like a weird caricature or something and without it becoming something that feels very detached like death mm -hmm. metal you know, slit wrist guts fuck or whatever. You know what I mean? I love death metal. I, yeah. I like capital L love death metal. Um, but I don't emote to it the way that I emote to this. Um, I don't feel those. I don't listen to death metal for the lyrics. Right. Um, and so I feel like this album is the is is sort of like the first sort of like this is how you do this. This is, and because it gets abstract. And, you know, it's abstract and it's intense and it feels like, and it's really, you know, like trying to like, trying to go deep into your subconscious and pull out like what were like, here's this terrible emotion you have and what words do you associate it with it most purely? Let's pull those words out. And that's what I'm going to use because when I perform this, this is how I'm going to be able to touch that emotion. Mm -hmm. And it, and, you know, and it, it feels, it feels like it's the thing that then Corey Taylor took up you know what i mean like that kind of keeping things intense but putting it more on an abstract putting a more abstract tilt to it and not you know like writing like thrash metal songs you know it's blood upon the stage you know like yeah kind of but it um, also yeah it also doesn't feel like you're reading somebody's diary entries but it, it feels yeah th there there is a uh there's a craftsmanship to it. Right. Uh, right. That, that Phil's able to inexplicably do so well. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like he is just truly ground breaking in that regard. Yeah. And, and it's like, so although I think that, I, I think that lyrically and vocally, I think that this album is incredibly influential. Um, I don't think you get like Lamb of God. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like all the, like what became like the standard, like this is what metal vocals are. Mm. Um, you know, this harsh, you know, intense thing. I don't, th I, this is the first album that like breaks through that barrier, you know? And it's like, no, you can fucking, you can play arenas and have vocals like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. So that's a huge thing on this album for me. Um, the fucking performances are amazing. Obviously, like every note of this is just, I mean. Yeah, Th this was the album that I really like. The drum sounds just like fucking took me over. Uh, they're just insanely huge on this album. There's so many unique things that Vinny does on this record that only Vinny does. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, obviously that's like becoming, 
right? So that's something that's like, okay, that's an incredible performance, but that's also technical as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also plays it in a really, really weird way. <laughs> um, because like the rhythm is like, right? And so like, if you hear that rhythm, then you're going to do it like alternating, you know, like right, left, right, left, right, left, left, right. You know what I mean? Because it's got these quads, like, you know, these uh, sort of like, you know, doing like a triplet subdivision, but da da but da da but da but da da you know. Um, but that's not how Vinny plays it. <laughs> Vinny plays it because Vinny, when he started playing, right, he was really used to playing like that old school fucking rock music, like Tommy Aldridge and shit like that. So he always had his like left foot going on the hi hat. Mm-hmm. And so. When he started doing double bass, it was sort of like he just took his left foot and just put it over there on the bass drum. So he does left foot lead. Right. Okay, he does left foot lead. You know, Gene Hoagland also does this. He does left foot lead on his bass drums, okay? Which is, no no one fucking does that. Um, <laughs> seriously, like the only two drummers I've ever heard fuck it, that, that do that is Vinny and Gene. Um because they, because because these are guys who started playing in like the late seventies and then then thrash metal became a fucking thing, right? You know, um, mm. and so when Vinny is playing, it's hard for me to even do with my hands. It's just lefts on the downbeat. So left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left. Yeah, instead of alternating everything, because he's doing these quick doubles with his right foot, right? Yeah. And so when you think about it like that, all of a sudden the phrasing of it makes so much more sense. Because to do the phrasing of it the other way, you're switching lead between like what is on the downbeat, your right foot or your left foot, mm-hmm. right? So it, to do that is really, really tricky to do with your feet um, to alternate lead. And so when you're like, oh, well, that's how Vinny's doing it, that makes sense. And that's how he does all of his sextuplets like, that you hear all throughout – Great Southern Trend Kill that you hear a lot throughout this mm-hmm. is like this, like. Oh, man. That's why it sounds a little different. Yeah. Than when other people go. Yeah. It gives it like a, almost a bit of a natural like swing to it. Yeah. 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 There's a gallop to it because it's not perfect. Gallop. That's the better word. It's yeah. not perfect. He's it, It's not perfectly subdivided. There's You can tell that those second two notes, there's a little lean in them, especially on some certain spots in Trend Kill. You yes. can really, really tell, but it gives it this thing. Yeah. And it's, it be- works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it's because he plays that shit fucking weird. <laughs> and, and so, like, technicality wise, it's just, you know, this is no one who plays, played like that. You know what I mean? And like now it's, I, I was, pra- I was shedding that shit earlier this week, like trying to like, cause I, I do a lot of doubles with double kick. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's yeah. how I do fast double bass and shit like that. But like, even, but getting that, that exact sort of uh, getting the feel down yeah it's so tricky it's so it's so nuts but it is really interesting because that that like those upbeat triplets like if you listen to um like led zeppelin like bonham is doing that shit like all the time like the like the beginning of like what good times you know you know, like, but he's doing these, you know, playing on the hi hat. Like, uh, I'll do it slower, but uh. 
but doing these things with the with the foot, you know. Yeah. That's the same idea that Vinny's doing. He's just doing like and faster. But it's really kind of coming out of like these quote unquote bonum triplets, you know, just applied in like a heavy metal context and done faster and harder. <sighs> so, so it's really, really interesting that it and so it's it's what makes this album so amazing it's what makes Vinny such an amazing metal drummer is that he has it's almost like he just has like this weird set of tools right and it's like well how do you make like because he doesn't have Dave Lombardo tools he's not like oh I'm just gonna fucking play double bass at 220 fuck you (laughs) like that's not what Vinny does you know, it's like he has like this weird, like fucking John Bonham, Tommy Aldridge set of tools. And it's like, well, how do I make how do I fucking make this sound as heavy as Slayer? Right. And then he was able he was able to write music for so long with his brother and they became so like ridiculously in sync with one another that they could uh make those things work with what each other had right available right and and then like another example of like a really tricky technical thing drumming wise is is a uh, slaughtered that's another really good one yeah there's so many like that's like the vinny like fucking becoming and slaughtered or like the vinny master class in a way you know but um on the outro there's there's this like You know, but if you aren't, you know, if you play double bass, left foot lead, man, that's easy as shit, you know, because you're, <laughs> you're starting those quick runs with your right fan, you know, like left, right, 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 you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you're trying to do that, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's so interesting how he was able to just put and make these like just unique fucking licks. Probably like one of the most unique thing he plays though is like in the bridge of Slaughtered, that like fucking ride pattern he's doing. Um, I'm just gonna make you listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't have it in my head off the bat. Let me find it. That right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got it. God damn, that's groovy. There's shit, man, here. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's it. That's pretty close. Um, that's like my interpretation of it. But that is a complicated as shit sticking pattern, dude. That's nuts. Yeah. And like, this is what's so nuts about Vinny, right? Sorry, I know I'm just like totally off in the weeds with technical drum talk. This, this feels like the album to really get in on that shit right it's yeah it's, so but this is what's nuts about it though right like so in in a sense so like phil did shit on this album that everyone was like well shit i guess that's what we fucking do now Vinny did shit on this album and everyone was like well that's nice <laughs> <laughs> good for you vince oh okay that's what you did there huh all right well then, moving on. So, so like, as because as incredible as those things were, they did not become part of the metal vocabulary. Interesting. Like those stayed firmly in Vince land. I mean, I wonder if that's just because most people don't play like that, and slash can't you know conceive of how to play like that. Which is just another reason of how like monolithic Vinnie Paul is in in 
you know, should be seen. I mean, I honestly feel the same way about the guitar playing on this album. Yes, tell me about that. Because it is all it is equally like strange. I feel like Dime could probably play whatever the fuck he wanted. Right. At any given time. But the things that he chose to do on here are like so cuz because they also didn't really proliferate out into other music and like at large. Mm-hmm. Like they're not in some ways they did. There are like some like uh stuff like the primary riff on Use My Third Arm probably counts as like that was that was something that you could look at and go, "Oh fuck yeah. I can get on this train." But then there's stuff like I'm broken maybe is a good example of just like some kind of weird, you know, bluesy feeling shit that he was able to pull off in such a way that it still felt and sounded like Pantera. It was not like him is what it sounded like. Right. Um, but the feel that he gave it, people don't play heavy metal blues riffs and give it that feel like he did. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this, I feel like the reason that dime is a legend is because of this album. Yeah, you're probably right about that. And so, well, because because what 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 I mean is, it's like this is the album, and then maybe that's what I mean about Vinny too and Phil. You know, is that this is the album, and them as a band where they start making. It's like, all right, cool, man. You established like vulgar established. You can do whatever the fuck you you can play whatever the fuck you want. But what they choose to play on this album, yeah, right, because they could have just fuck it. They could have just done like vulgar too or they could have just done like you know some like 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 dime could have just done some normal guitar hero fucking solos in fucking every song and normal like just you know like they could have just done that yeah and it would have been and it would have been a fine record because they're such great musicians, hearing them play anything is 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 great and interesting, you know. But that's not what they chose to do. They chose to do all this weird shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Phil's doing the best he can to do death metal vocals on Slaughtered. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, he is. And then Vinny's like, "I got an idea for a bridge. It's like a sticky. It, that's a sticky pattern you would hear in a fucking like jazz fusion tune." Like you totally like that. Oh yeah. Like you could totally hear that kind those kind of flourishes sure. going on on the top of that. But then they make it groove like fucking crazy. <laughs> right. That section. Oh, man. That so section good. is almost because also notice like if you listen to that section, this is what else is what's great about that particular section. Okay, listen to what the guitar is doing while Phil's singing, just chugging. Yep. But then when Phil's lyrics drop out, you know. It, yeah. So like, there's like. That just shows the musicianship and the musicality of Dime. He he only does what he needs to do, right? For and, the for the song to and, have the the greatest effect that it can, right? And, yeah. and and then whenever you're the fucking level of guitar player that Dime is, and you're like, well, no, nah, man, like your vocals sound better when I go. Duh, 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 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, if you want to talk about like what what makes somebody like that a a legend, like what makes them actually untouchable, it's like shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. Where you're not playing, you know, all the notes that you can or like the create you're not drawing all the attention to yourself. Right. At, right. at all times. You're just doing what the song needs. Right. Because whenever you Because we know what he can we heard Cowboys from Hell. We heard the Cemetery Gates <laughs> solo, like we heard the art of shredding. We know what the fuck he can do. Right, right, right. Uh, right. But but you're like, you know, those vocals sit better when I go gung 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 gung. Yeah. God damn it, man. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's the stuff that just like humbles you. It just makes you sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, like what other kind of like guitar so was this record influential on you? And I mean, <laughs> this re- I don't really want to say this record was like Vinny made me <laughs> want to play the drums, right? But I couldn't play like Vinny. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I found out how to do other shit. But you know, no, I mean, I kind of feel the same way because I remember like trying to learn. Uh, like even I'm broken. Mm-hmm. So relatively, all things considered, like here's the riff. And you play this a couple times. It's a kind of a weird riff to get right because of the feel. It's similar so, to the drums. So I have the transcription here of I'm Broken. Because, okay. Yeah. Because I transcribed it whenever me and Harrison jammed a few years ago. And to me, I'm Broken is the one of the best examples of when it – because there are still some people floating around out there that, like, want to say that, like, oh, Pantera's just an excuse for some dumb rednecks to fucking get high or some shit. Like, like they, they're, like – Sure. They don't want to um, – like they, you know, there's some people. Like, I mean, I get it. If you don't like really, I like get all you've ever heard is walk or something. Like you don't get like, <clears throat> you know. But yeah. there's like odd time galore, and I'm broken. One two three four five six seven. One two three four five six seven. Like that's seven eight. Yep. And then what? It, what the most interesting part is is about how their phrasing of odd time, because they're alternate. Like the tags of the of the verses are nine. Technically, you know, or you could think of it as like an extra two beats added onto the seven, whatever. Um, and so, but there's just all these things are peppered throughout this song, and it's all to okay, well, what's going to just make this feel and sit right? Yes, absolutely. I didn't realize how weird this song was until I tried to play it. <laughs> This song's fucking weird. Yeah. Like uh, on its face, it, it kind of just seems like da 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 da. Right. And that part, it, relatively, that part is pretty straightforward. Right. And then, like you said, you get to the you get to the actual verse and it's just like, whoa. Oh man, it's so good. And then it goes into the the chorus right and well and like the the pre-chorus is like this and so it like you know depending on how you want to do the math right like you can do the math a bunch of different ways but you could think of it as like you know one two one two three one two three one two three one two three you know um or it's you know there's lots of different ways you could divide it up but it's it's just so subtle and so tricky. Um, 
there's like measures of five thrown in in random places. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, it's not thrown in. It's not thrown in in like the way that sometimes Dream Theater's music feels. Right. Where um, like Dream Theater's music feels and, and other bands who play in very overt odd times, they feel right. like angular to me. Or, or, or even how ours felt. Like, like take this, the all severed song Humans that we did. Okay. Sure. That was like one of the first songs, if not the first song that we wrote, like predominantly with Odd Time in mind. Right, right. That that that's that's really our training wheels with Odd Time. And like so like you have a section um, the, the bridge section sticks out really like <laughs> here's the odd time part. I mean mo most of the song was, but Right. Um I'm kind of blanking on it um a little bit. Right. Like here's the obvious odd time part. <laughs> right, right, right. Or, or but what I'm thinking about is the the A section, right? Um I'm I can't really gunk gun. Oh yeah, gunk Yeah, there it is. So the first time we do it, that's in four. And it always comes back around to that. Right, but then the second time we do it, we put an extra beat on it. That to me is like a really great example of like fucking ham-fisted odd time. It's cool. I love that song. It's yeah. a good job. It's a good. I, I think we got it to work really well. It worked well. It's but, good. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But this sort of like intel. It's really intellectual. And like, well, the first time that we do the A section, we're going to do it in <laughs> four four, and then the second time, we're going to do it in five four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like it's it's like how Neil Neil Peart talks about putting his drum parts together. You know, well, on the first verse, I like to put the hi hat on the downbeat, and on the second verse, to spice things up, I put the hi hat on the upbeat. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very like it, it's not necessarily based on the sound. It's not. It, it's like it's based on a need to make the second thing different than the first thing. Exactly. And we will use odd time as a tool to make it different. Exactly. But like, it's not it, like no, man. I want it to fucking sound like ga ga bagataka, ga ga bagataka. You know. Yeah. Like in the case of humans, I I think it did turn out to where it sounded good it like grooved well yeah for us but that is the reason that we chose to do that right like we were trying to be slick yes you know and i think they were just trying to sound how they wanted it to sound yeah you're probably right because it comes across groovy as fuck <laughs> yeah which, which is like what they go for and, and it feels so, so natural it doesn't feel like they're yeah. trying to be clever it feels like they're like well no nah, man like yeah yeah we're doing this yeah it's weird but how are we gonna make sure everyone Everyone gets their gets on the fucking downbeat for the chorus, you know, and it's like, well, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> or however it fucking slams out, you know. But that that the riff that uh, Dime is playing in that transition from the the verse into the pre-chorus, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's a dun dun dun. Right, so that's like the and that leads you so well into that next part. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so it's like yeah, that's the part that like technically is like a nine eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you just it's like well, you know, if I went like it's like oh, that's not gonna fucking work. So you need this like extra. Yeah, they they do so well to like pull you into that next part. It's that's that's the. 
brilliance of it. Right, and like me. that's the thing, right? Is it's it they do it so masterfully that you've seen an arena of people, everyone fucking raise their fist at the right <laughs> times to fucking like yeah. I'm broken. That you're like, well, clearly this is a simple song. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and but, and, you, and the, but the tone of it also, and then the, I guess the production probably plays into it where they. They try to make it feel that way. Yeah. Or it's just like, here's a fucking metal song for you. It's going to groove like a motherfucker. But actually, under the hood, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Yeah, that's a great that's a great way to say it, I think. Um, yeah, man, I, I can't say enough good things about about that song. And it's just such a, it's just such a good example of so many things that Pantera does well. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, some of the things that maybe they don't get the credit for. Really good solo in that song, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, does use my third arm? That doesn't have a solo in it, right? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I just listened to it a couple hours ago. I can't remember. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's less of the emphasis on traditional solos on this album across the board. Right. There's a lot of like weird shit going on. Right. And I and I feel like that again. Like I was saying earlier, I feel like that. That's why Dime became legendary is because he established like, well, yeah, of course I can do all that. Like, that's why at this point it felt like he was like almost bored of the concept yeah, to a certain extent. Although he comes back to it when he like has the inspiration to see like, you know, floods and shit, the next album that we're going to get to. But on here, he's just like, like whammy pedal, just do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And he did do that a little bit on vulgar too, but it was very experimental. Like, what else can I get out of this instrument on yeah. some level? Uh, like, maybe he heard Tom Morello and he was like, man, I can... What the, the fuck f- can I do with this? Right, why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I hope that's what happened. That'd be cool. That'd be, nice. yeah. <laughs> that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, so... Um, cool. Um, do you want to just go down the songs? Um, okay, whatever you want to do. Okay. I mean, I make notes. I can like, listen to it, go by song. So we'll see if I hit, if we hit anything okay. that I haven't already mentioned. Um, but yeah, like Strength Beyond Strength. I'm like, all right, well, the big boys take on hardcore. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, I will say I have this very specific memory for some reason of uh, one morning. I don't know if it was junior high or high school. Probably junior high, I feel like. Uh, where I, uh, I had, for some reason, one morning getting ready for school when my mom was like scrambling to like get us, me, me and my sister ready and like trying mm-hmm. to pull us out of bed and she had to get to work and super early and like stressful as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and then me and my sister were like dragging ass and, you know, being lazy and shit. I, I, once I finally got up, I like put this album on like 7 a.m. in the morning uh-huh. and, and like just blasted it out of my room as I was like you know, doing my hair and brushing my teeth and all this shit and just had strength beyond strength fucking <laughs> blasting through the house and my mom's like super, super anxious and nervous. And <laughs> and just a weird, you know, one of those little weird memories that you have. And to legalize dope but I'm making a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I'm muscling gall. God. Yeah. Stronger than all. Like, yeah, man. There's this, this song's a lot more like anti-cop than I, <laughs> um, potentially than I realized. When I was like went and look look at the because there's a lot of stuff that I was like oh that's oh oh yeah. I saw you had the badge on here as well 
Is that's it, just what printed off. Oh, did it really? Yeah. I had not thought about that song in the context of these talks, but but it was recorded in this session. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking crow soundtrack, motherfucker. Crow soundtrack. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was forced to say something about like, <laughs> you know, some of the like weirdness. And it's like, it's hard to, it, it, it's like, all right, Phil, I'm going to, it feels like you could, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't want, I don't even want to lean into it. There might be some weirdness in there of like kind of the racial stuff that we talked about earlier, but it's not pinned down enough that I feel like it really warrants digging into, but it might be there. Hmm. But again, it's hard to tell because he's abstract enough here that I'm not really exactly sure what he's intending, but that could be a thing you could read into it. Anyway, sure. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Sure. Um Yeah, man. Becoming is great. This is like this is to me as far as like metal fucking lyrics. This Be- is Becoming? Yeah, this is some of the best because it's it's powerful, but it's also full of doubt, and you know. Well, okay, all right, right? Like it's goofy as fuck to me, but yes, okay. like I see what you're saying. Like a long time ago, I never knew myself. Then the memory of shame birthed this gift. No more the small one, the weak one, the frightened one. That's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> running from beatings, deflating. I'm becoming more than a man, more than you ever were, driven and burning to rise beyond Jesus. That's like. But then, like, he says to rise beyond Jesus, and it gets crazy. And, it, and you know, and it's like, you're like, all right. All right. Hi- yes. All the way. All the way. Um, You know, born again with snakes. Eye. But then but then you get down, like, you Becoming know, God's perhaps through death, my life won't be so bad. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound very powerful. That sounds like, you know. I of suicide, I the unlord, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. And I think that that is the thing that he just nails on this, mm-hmm. on these next two records is this combination of like aggression, intensity, confident, kind of confidence, a little, not really confidence, but just like strength, I guess, mixed with just vulnerability and hopelessness. Yeah, or maybe like. Maybe, you know... Uh, it's not really confidence. Because vulgar's confident. These aren't really confident. Right. I mean, it could it could still be somewhat, but like... Seeing yourself as... Or like feeling the confidence, but still understanding that... There's all this other shit to have to deal with. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's not just like blind confidence. Right. Like a recognition maybe of right all this terrible shit that's going on in your mind, but right this is way different than walk on home boy. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> I of suicide, I the unlord. You yeah. know, and yeah. Man, Jesus. Uh becoming god size. It's like, "Oh man. <laughs> man, my motherfucker's god size." It's like, oh, dude, this is coming the, you want the 32 ounce or the large? <laughs> you want the Route 44 or the God size? <laughs> All right, so, um, oh, man. I remember playing, we stopped in the middle of fucking Texas somewhere. I don't know. We were on the way to Dallas. Not you and I. I was, I was with Mark. Okay. Okay, and we pulled in through a drive-thru. And, and, and Mark, 
tells the cashier, like, hey, now can you humongo size the price? <laughs> humongo size. <laughs> Some made up superlative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, sir, I don't know what that means. He's like, all right, so take take a 32 ounce cup <laughs> and just fill it up with French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Did he and get she's it? like, and what do you want for the drink? And he's like, unsweet tea. And this dude unironically looks over me and says, that sugar will kill you. That's the fucking Tenacious D skit. Are you serious? Yes. On on their first album. Okay, tell me about the skit. It's So it's Jack and Kyle. Okay. Obviously, and they, they alternate between like skits and songs on the album. Okay. So they go to the drive-thru and they like, audibly on the song, they like, like pulling the car up to the drive-thru. And Jack orders, like, fucking 30 items. Okay. It's, like, all the shit. And then at the very end, he was like, and a diet soda. And ah. a, a diet soda. Because I'm trying to watch my figure. Okay. But oh, actually, that's, that's not true. Everything he orders, he, like, tries to scale it back. He, but he orders, like, 50 fucking things. I see. He's like, I want the single cheeseburger, not the double cheeseburger, the single cheeseburger. I want six nuggets. I want the diet soda. And, you know. Okay. But then he's like, so what do you want, Kyle? Uh, and he's like, I'll, I'll just have like a number one. And he's like, oh, hurry the fuck up. And he's, he just took like 10 minutes ordering. Sure. And then they pay and they don't have enough money. So they cut Kyle's single order and get okay. Jack's. It's, it's a really fucking good skill. Got it. I, but I it's exactly that. <laughs> I, 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 I can say, honestly, I don't remember that skit okay. from that record. It's very good. That um, album is fantastic. Of course it is. Okay. Of course it is. Anyway. Um so, uh, wow, uh, that's, but, a, that's amazing. No, no, that actually happened. That actually happened uh, to oh, me. Shit. But it wasn't it wasn't consistent. Like he wasn't consistently trying to. It was only in the drink. Right. Choice. Right. That he did not want it. God size. <laughs> put everything else in the drink cup. But in the drink cup. Yes. Put it like, you know, Can you humongous size that, that cheeseburger? All right, just take a take a 64 ounce cup and fill it with cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. God. Squish them in there. <laughs> just. <laughs> man, um, he he called he called me up the other day, man. He wants to like he wants me to record a record for him. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I might be hanging out. He, he, so Mark, we're talking about this guy named Mark Farrow, who is a hugely influential person on my life, but he recorded uh, one of the first All Severed demos. Yeah. And also the, um, you were, did you play bass on that one? No. Because Michael was still technically playing guitar on the first, also on the. There was did the he psycho. Record, did there, he record two? There was the psycho motor demo. There was the first all severed demo that had like Mindfucker and. That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. And I think you played bass, and then there was the first album. Yeah. Where you played guitar, and Ricky played bass. That's what I'm thinking of that he recorded. Yeah, Mark did both of those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking of the one where we were did that in your living room, yeah, your, your mom's living room, and we ordered Sonic, which I remember for some reason, and <sighs> and we wrote the part for humans that I played as we recorded it. <laughs> we did a lot of dumb, inefficient <laughs> shit. Okay, okay um, yeah, but yeah, that's who Mark is. Yeah, yeah. So Mark's Mark's you know 
Mark's an old, practically family member, basically. And uh, he liked to God size his God sizes <laughs> fries. <laughs> oh, man. I like my fries. God, God size. size. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, all right, man. Uh, so five minutes alone. To me, this is masterful metal drumming um, because he shows you, like, how exactly, how powerful exactly can a crash cymbal be? Listen to the first first part of, like, five minutes alone. You know, hi-hat. Crash. Like, that's all oh, it man. changes. Yep. You know? And you're like, oh, goddamn, man. I guess I got to get me another crash symbol. Shit, it's going off here. Yeah. got to save my fucking allowance. Go get me a Sabian AX crash symbol. <laughs> uh, I really like this song a lot. So do you, so I feel like they stumbled upon Walk, right? And they were like, well, we got to do that again. And like, hmm. f- so like it's track three. Right. And they do the same thing with Drag the Waters. <laughs> Drag the Waters is track three. Oh, yeah. So walk, five minutes alone, Drag the Waters. They're all like, well, they said the, the band all out. You know, you know. That's true. What, what's track five on this album? Is it Good it's Friends? Good Friends. Okay. Because Cowboys from Hell, they did Cemetery Gates. Vulgar, they did This Love. Love, yeah. So they almost had a pattern there. But then they broke. But there's it. no like real ballad on this one, right? Like Planet Caravan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. That that is a, that is the actual pattern there throughout these uh, these other albums. Um, yeah, kinda. Yeah, it's they, like it's the same tempo. They got the kind of like lower tempo, sl- slower, but like do do. It, it's a riff. Like the, the 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 catchy riff is a riff your drummer could learn. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember learning like drag the water, the tap for drag the waters, you know. Yeah. You know. The, the main the main part of the riff is. But then you get to the That's a pretty tricky shit. Yeah, man. I I didn't get that far. What I fucking love though. Right, cuz this is one of your picks, right? Yeah, this is one of my picks. I mean, I, everything about the the song on here the lyrics i could take or leave to some extent like they're good but they're not what i'm here for uh-huh yeah exactly i've always thought about that as well yeah yeah yeah. and you know, and and then like <laughs> there's like two almost yeah. like precursors totally. to future songs I, I didn't notice this till today really you've waged a war of nerves i've always thought about that yeah, yeah like oh that's <laughs> what he did <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. You know where I've come. <laughs> like anyway, uh, but w- w- the fucking video for the song is so goddamn cool. Dude. Yeah, man, it's so good because it's just shots close up and high frame rate of them playing the song right. in in the back of a, a seemingly a moving van as we see. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> as we see, like a U-Haul truck. Yeah. As we see from the home videos. Which I was we're... shot. <laughs> which we'll, re- we'll revisit later on but it's just these super high frame rate shots of them playing this shit right so it's like you see every little movement 
uh, and then they can slow that down and make it more effective. Right, right, but, right, like, right, right. The shots of like Dime playing these fucking riffs and just like bending the whole fucking bunch of strings, <laughs> yeah, like, diving the whammy bar. When I saw that, I was like, right, right. There's, incredible. there's things, It looks like he's defying the laws of physics. It really does. <laughs> you know, like it all makes sense, and it's not crazy difficult. But I think the feel aside. Oh yeah, but like. And they, it just looks so cool. And they have like this cam in front of Vinny. Like there's no toms and shit. Like you you mm. see him like like you're sitting on his fucking snare drum. Right. And you see like those like flams where his like elbows are above his fucking head like, yeah. and his ears. Go back and back and back and back. Yes. <laughs> so they set the symbol on fire. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's yeah. the get out it's of the a, shot. That's a get out of the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, were you ever around whenever I did that? <laughs> No. Oh, you weren't? Okay. Oh, dude. I, I don't think I, so. I put a lot of lighter fluid in my China symbols <laughs> because of that fucking video. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. It oh, it, it looks how it looks. Did you, did you videotape that or anything? No, man, because it was like fucking 1997. What was I going to be? Fair enough. Oh, shit. I forgot to charge the camera recorder. Yeah. We ran out of physical videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, man. And it also it's like I think Wayne Isham directed that video. So he was he was sort of a hot shit music video director. Really? I've never um, heard the name, I don't think. Yeah, I think he did a lot of like the Metallica concert videos and shit like that. And so yeah, like okay. that video costs some money. It costs some money to get Wayne Isham. And it's why, you know, like the Drag the Waters video don't pop so hard because it looks like they they got a film school student to do that one. Uh, yes. It, I mean, that's, that video is fucking cheesy. <laughs> so. But uh, but also just this song uh, is, again, kind of simple and straightforward, but the feel that they give it is just like, incredible. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, all right. Then we already talked about I'm Broken. We talked about yeah. Good Friends. Um, hard Lines. So to me, this this song is so perfect because it's really simple because there's really only – there's almost like just two fucking things that are happening. Yeah. You know, but the two things feel so different. I don't feel like they should be in the same fucking song. Yeah. And the, the, the beginning of it and that vibe and that's the vibe that the solo has and shit is like this behind the beat. The yeah. And then they get to the, and then they slow that down. Oh yeah. (laughs) It it's so, and then but then that the the verse feel or whatever is so. And it's like just, man, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just gets me, man. And it and it feels. It feels like this is one of those songs that, well, only Pantera can make this song feel right. Um, most honestly, mostly because of like the intro, because that is just like it's so behind the beat, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's already so like it feels like they're they're like they're they're trudging through like sludge to get yeah, to that yeah yeah like verse yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, like, to, to get to that verse part and then they just take a step out and just it's so fucking cool man so yeah this, this is i love this fucking song and like 
I hadn't really dug into the lyrics <laughs> until today, but these lyrics are fucking intense, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, these hard lines and sunken cheeks are textbook reasons all these Christians come alive and try to sell you. <laughs> I didn't realize it was, I mean, how, I'm some fucking idiot, you know, like my soul for a goat. I didn't realize how, like, anti-Christian this song was. Yeah, I didn't really, it took me a while to, like, it took me a few reads to be like, what are you talking about there? But I, it seems like a a goat for a sacrifice yeah, is, is what I have to draw from that. Yeah. Yet, yet I'll outlive the old. It, yeah, man. And so it's like, it's just, man, it's amazing. It's amazing fucking lyrics, dude. Um, Yeah. Slaughtered. I everyone knows how amazing this song is. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's that it's that second backbeat that like really does it, you know, that like Yeah, where where it all comes back around it lines back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like because you know, it's really interesting to sort of compare like compare this song to um shit. What is it called? It's on a Demi Borgir record, but they're really the rhythms are really close. Um, motherfucker, I'm really gonna go digging. Yeah, I gotta figure out what the song is. I can't think of it. I'll know it the second that I Digu see it. Demi Borgir, um, Puritanium. Hmm. You know, you know the song. But it's it's very similar, like in like you know because it's I think it's like almost like you know, you know. But yeah, like it's interesting because they're they're close to the same tempo. But it's interesting how the phrasing, like the rhythm, is close. But it's interesting how different they feel. Yeah, exactly. You know, because fucking Pantera is gonna Pantera, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's obviously not that exaggerated, but like you, you can, and that's the thing that's like so incredible about these guys is that you can, it, so like when you hear people playing like wind instruments, like saxophone, trumpet and whatnot, mm-hmm. there is a limit on their phrasing because they have to <gasps> take a breath. That's not that's not a limit that drummers, pianists, guitarists have. You could just keep fucking playing all the notes. Mm-hmm. Pantera is the only metal band that, as a band, takes you can feel them take breaths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, if if they're not the only ones, they certainly like have the best feel to make it feel good. I'll say it right now, Pantera is the best metal band at breathing. <laughs> Take a good, healthy, deep breath. I say that passing. half the band's dead. And it's terrible. Well, we don't mean literally. <laughs> but uh, but but the, the way that they use space and phrasing, man, like just, and then still be just as heavy and as intense as they are, like, no one does that. Well, I think that's part of, like, what we were talking about earlier. Like, how they how they only do what needs to be done for the, for the in service of the song, 
But in this case, it's like, and in many other cases, it's in service of how they want the song to feel, like the groove of the song, the the impact that the impact that the feel is going to have on you. Right. Right. Like, right. Cause they, yeah, they could have just, they could have played more shit there, but they didn't because it hit better this way. Right. And like, that is the, that is the, you know, they never betrayed, they never betrayed the song. Yeah. Ever. They never betrayed the vibe. They never betrayed the song. I guess we'll get to reinventing and maybe I'll revisit. Maybe this we'll feel differently. I don't, I don't know for maybe sure. Maybe we'll feel differently. These albums. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm say, not saying that's not true. I can say that for sure. I'm just not going to say that that's true. I won't make that claim yet. yet. So um, ask, ask me next episode. So another thing that I wanted to point out that I really, really liked about slaughtered, um, is so, <laughs> Because Phil is incorporating death metal influences and yeah. black metal influences. Oh, okay. And so there is this the death metal. I get that. So you can, you know, like you know, he's doing his best, right? He yes. doesn't have. He's not fucking Frank Mullen or whatever, but he's doing. He's like he's doing as low as he can, right? Yeah. In in comparison, in relation to his typical vocals he is like he's going lower and he's also like uh what's the word it's like he's opening his mouth less he's yeah trying, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. kind of sludging together a bit more yeah yeah, exactly. yeah 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 and so but then there's this like almost black metal blah that he fucking has right here here it comes you know what i'm talking about it's coming here we go. Yeah, 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 dude. That's that, that's that's pure. <laughs> like that's pure fucking, you know, you know, uh, like, um, like Dark Throne fucking shit like that, you know. So, man, like, so we we talked a little bit about uh his the 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 change in his vocal style from cowboys to vulgar, right? And whether it was like, was that just his voice changing, or was that like a conscious choice on his part, mm-hmm. or was it a combination of both? Um, and I really would like to know the answer to that question. Uh, I really would like to know that, especially based on where he went from there. Right, right, right. Because you see photos of him repping like Dark Throne in like T-shirts and shit. So yeah, like, it, like it, was it literally that he could not do that high shit anymore, and like this is the best that he can actually do, right? In in terms of that, or or just right, or did he like decide like, nah, man, dude, fuck all that Halford shit? Yeah, um, like you know, like Cannibal Corpse and you know Dark Throne Mayhem's where it's at. Yeah, I wonder, Satyricon, motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, uh. Cause like if, cause because if the answer is he couldn't do it anymore, like physically, then I wonder what this would have been like if he could have. I I I you know I almost imagine it's a combination of both. Yeah. Um. Because I think yeah, that, that, that's a big if. Because we just don't know. Maybe he said some more. I don't know. Because I can, I can imagine that the touring schedule that they were on and shit like that. And this is the thing, man. Like Phil was a pioneer, man. So, 
it's hard to do. It's hard to sort of pioneer vocal techniques while not destroying your vocal cords. Sure. Um, like now, people know how to do all the make all the craziest sounds fucking safely. Right. You know, like you can go to Extreme Vocal Institute online and pay your membership, your monthly membership, and get all the techniques that you need. You know. Yeah. Um, you couldn't do that 30 years ago. You just had to like, oh. Yeah, if, you, if you didn't know somebody who could instruct you how to do that, then you were kind of, you did what you could do as hard as you wanted to do it. Right, right. For as and, long as you could until you until it gave out. <laughs> right. And so, you know, maybe, maybe Phil becoming more interested in the underground music, becoming more interested in black metal, more interested in death metal. And those influences and wanting to do that vocal style, like maybe that like shredded his range. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Hard to say. I'm sure there's an interview about that somewhere that we can go maybe, find. Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. But, um, but it is. I, I think that he, by incorporating those things, I think he, he helped legitimize those styles. Hmm. I really think that he did because you, you know, and this other thing too, man. It's like he, they they took Satyricon on fucking tour. Right. They took Morbid Angel on tour. You know, that's fucking huge, man. You did you go to that Astro Arena show? Did you see him in two thousand one? Yeah, you seen Morbid Angel live because because Phil said fuck you. <laughs> We're taking Morbid Angel and Soulfly. Got <laughs> right. Soulfly and nothing cool. face. Um, Sorry, nothing face. So, man, that second, no, second nothing face record, skeletons, skelet. Th that's one of my favorite records of all fucking time. I still listen to that thing. Goddamn! I right. know. I was real surprised. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Do sin. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what we say at the end of slaughter. It just says Do sin. <laughs> like. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> do sin, do do sin. X4, oh is man, that's uh, unslaughtered. Yeah, right there at the end. Uh, like during the do sin. Right. You know. That's what it, do sin. Do sin. Like do sin. Is this Aerosmith? Deuces are wild. Do sin. Do sin are wild. Do sin are wild. <laughs> Never really do in a while. Oh man. Uh right. Okay, cool. So then the the next track is so twenty five years. I was really kind of blown away when I looked at the lyrics of this. Um, because I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> um these lyrics are these lyrics are intense, man. Um I vow, lest I die tomorrow. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Fuck no. Don't touch me. Never again. These poor motherfuckers. You'll never be the father I am. Um. But yeah, I just I, I love a lot of the musical things in there. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh. Even just like the simple thing that they do in the. Uh, God, I don't know how to classify the parts of the song, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a the, weird. You right? never knew the answers to my questions, did you? Where the first song is like, and then the next time is, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's the guitar's like doing the upbeats in the verse. It's just like such a simple thing, but it's so effective. And then hear that double bass. So that's more of that. That's more of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can hear the phrasing of it. it's a little goofy, right? But just quarter notes, right? Tune in this week as Robert and Richard listen to shit on their phone. Well, it's not praising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that Vinny goofball technique. Um, but then, yeah, then they, but then it does guitar on the upbeats. Right? It's like so fucking cool. It's, yeah. But. <laughs> Sorry. So simple, but it's just like heavy as hell, and it just well, and that they man. they can like invert some shit like that, and it still be as heavy as it is. Yeah, yeah. Like it just it just shows how ingrained, you know what I mean? That their sense of time and their sense of chemistry with each other is. Yeah. Because normally, if you're playing with musicians who are not that comfortable with each other. And, 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 you know, you do that kind of shit on guitar, on drums, then you lose the rest of the band. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of the feel of all this shit came from them having played together their whole lives. Right. Um, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> so some of the things I said about this, like, weird-ass song, there's not really a chorus. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, like, I don't know really what to call these parts of this song. Right. Actually. <laughs> I love the I love the uh double time. I, I think the reason that I chose to keep this one was because of like those bass drum licks that like you know what I mean? Come on. Drummer shit, right? I actually forgot about the the fucking ending of this song. But do the We're fucking you back, we're fucking you back. Yeah, I forgot that was in this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, anytime any anytime they go double time. This is all yeah, like if we just needed like if we just needed to convey to someone how much this music like just watch us listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's so good about this shit anyway? Well just watch us. Just watch you you right there. Like how it switches between like double time and half time. Fucking you brag you brag. Oh man, yeah. dude. <laughs> Come on, I wish my dad was still alive so I could fight him. <laughs> um yeah, shedding skins, incredible. Um, that was the one that I chose to trash, but only because it it was it was gonna be that one for twenty five years. Like I said, whatever, you you've been this far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I love the downbeat vocal effect they do uh, on the chorus, you know. Do you know what I'm talking about? They like double it or whatever. Yeah. Dude, how you like that for a needle drop? <laughs> um. Yep. That like reverb, you know, like, and and I feel like you're looting. 
like I feel like that's a good example of alluding to the production style of vocals that would happen on Trend Kill. Thousand percent. I was gonna say that. Yes. Where they just take that and like, well, what if we dialed that to a thousand? Yep. What if we just do crazy shit like this all the time? What if we don't even need a song? We just need interesting vocal recording techniques and layering. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. That is the case. And then again, it like again another double time, man. Dude, I just can't I can't get enough of that. I like, anytime <laughs> you just there's a there's a satiricon song on uh, Nemesis Divina that does it. It's like called like Forecast or what I don't know, they're Norwegian. Sure. I don't know. I believe um, you. But they just do that kind of like they do that kind of thing, man, you know, where they just and it just it just fucking gets me every fucking time man um simple but effective even more so when you do it and it feels good every time so but um the 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 the, the lyrics on this one were more way more interesting than i remember them being when i like actually dug into them because it's this all this like metaphor of like having a part of yourself that you're fighting with and you're trying to leave that behind and shit. It's way more interesting than I had previously given it credit for. Mm. I thought it was more like becoming or something, you know, oh, snake's eyes, shedding skin, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so snake related. Yeah, roughly reptile <laughs> related. But it's there's a lot more to chew on lyrically here. But then the last bit kind of alludes to what he would do with Trend Kill of this kind of just abstract, like almost like word association. Yeah. You know, um, ornament, shrunken head, play toy, snake strike. Yeah, he's just saying words that feel the same to him. <laughs> you know, drench me, soak me, poisonous syphilis like these are just like words that have the same feeling to him and he's putting them together it's really free association yeah yeah, yeah there that's in, the, in the context of pantera yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and th there's a lot more of that on trend kill yeah um not in a bad way not i don't mean in a bad way but it's like a, an abstract aggressive picture man um yeah but there, yeah there just is so, and you also picked Use My Third Arm as I did. one of your essentials. So tell me why you picked that one. Because this fucking song rips, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you need? This is goddamn intro. This fucking riff is incredible. Yeah, man. Um, there's no solo in this song. There's no solo in this song. Again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is why Dime is greater than Ingve. <laughs> We had to fucking donut. So how 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 old were you when you realized that was Ingve? God, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. But it was see, that's the thing, right? It's like you didn't realize that was Ingve. At some point you realized that guy was Ingve. Yeah, it was <laughs> or Ingve was that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what do you know about Ingve? Oh, I know he's that guy that, that Dime gave shit about donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I needed to know, really. Turns out. I don't want the fucking donuts. What the fucking donuts? We'll get to that. Yeah, man. So, yeah, this song is just, it's so cool. And I, tremolo picking, what, what? Yep. Here it, it is. does not come up too often in Pantera, but here it is, and it's effective. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, man. Um, the accents in the verse are so unique. Yes. So. I love it. I love that so much. The, the, the times when this song comes up in the video, in the home videos, it always just like, yeah, there's that thing going on. I love it. Yeah, man. Dun, this, dun, 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 I, I feel so vindicated that you picked this song as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really do because I was like, man, I gotta pick this one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, use my third arm, <laughs> hard lines, <laughs> and Planet Caravan. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm the one real song I pick is use my third arm. <laughs> so I feel, I feel vindicated that you were, that you, you chose as well. It's, there's a lot of cool shit going on. I gotta say that this this album more than any other album I've ever heard just gives me this consistent fucking. <laughs> this is metal face. This metal. <laughs> just I was listen, I was listening to it while I was going around walks on my neighborhood and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> puffing up at neighbors like, oh, like yeah, and I'm How's not it like, going, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like hey man. Max isn't with me, so I just look like some crazy <laughs> dude in a hoodie. <laughs> Constable pulls up. You you okay, sir? Yeah, man. Use my third arm, bro. Here's my address. I live here. <laughs> so what? F- funny story, right? So one time I got back, I was coming in. Uh, I just played like a late gig. And so I get home like 3 or 3.30 in the morning. And I'm pulling in my driveway and I see some lights at the end of my street. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like like police side. I just like, see some lights, just some headlights. Like headlights. Headlights. I'm like, who the fuck's in my neighborhood? Okay. Three thirty in the fucking morning. And so I see this car starts moving, starts moving towards me. I'm like, all right, let's see what the fuck's up. And pulls up, <laughs> gets close, and it's a constable. Oh, okay. And he like rolls up, like, you good? And I'm like, are you good? <laughs> you fucking good? Yeah, no, no. I I, I was oh. like. <laughs> I was like, I live here. I just got back from doing a gig. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And th- and then I, I was like, I was wondering, well, I was wondering what you were doing, sir. <laughs> you know, um, but it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah, the, uh, a couple times ago. Kill we- that fuck to shut him up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just had to get that out there. <laughs> a couple times ago when I was leaving after like we got done at uh, 1 or 2 a.m. or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I park out on the street. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually by the time I get out and it's like that late, there's nobody else on the street. But so one night I got out there and walked out, and a, as I was getting in my car, a constable or some shit like pulled up right up behind me and just kind of sat and waited. And I just well, like, I think it was cold that night too, so I wanted the engine to heat up and the heater come on. So I sat there for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't clear that like I came out of this house. Mm-hmm. For all he knew, I was just sitting in front of a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, didn't do anything. At least suburb I, problems, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So suburb problems. He he just fucked off eventually, but yeah, yep. as as they do. Um, but yeah, man, this song rips so song fucking hard. Fucking rips. I love this song. Um, yeah. I just can't say enough good things about it. Um, Yeah, those accents are so strange, but they work so well. That because it that for the outro, how it, how it speeds up 
Well, it goes into a different part that they've referenced, right? But not the same part. Yes. Right? So you get like this A, B, like A, B, C, A, you know, whatever, D, E, whatever, and then A, B, D kind of vibe, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's just masterful songwriting. And the ending of this is my favorite ending to any song ever. (laughs) How it just like falls apart. And then like, you know, it just, oh my God. Anyway. Very good. Yeah. Throws Rejection's amazing. The outro becomes the outro to Becoming when they play it live, which is rad. Right. Uh, yeah, I was thinking earlier about where that came from. There it is. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yes. Um, Planet Care to me, Planet Caravan makes the fucking album. It kind of does. Yeah, it kind of ties everything together, like in a strange way. It's it's so unlike everything else on here. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. like. There's the there's the fucking Tony Iommi interview where it's like, so what like, or did they ask about this version or did they just ask about the song? I forget. The lore that I remember is that they asked Tony Iommi, "How do you play the outro?" So what it is. So how do you how do you play the solo Planet Caravan? He's yeah. like, "You need to ask that Dimebag Daryl fellow." Yeah, I think he knows better than me. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah, some cool ass like, Tony Iommi shit. Damn, dude. <laughs> Wow. I don't cut me fingers. I think you need to ask, ask that fellow <laughs> from Texas. Right. Oh, man. Oh, Incredible. Dude, what a fucking... But yeah, implication being that Pantera then uh, pulled off the definitive version of that song as far as the guitarist for that song is concerned. <laughs> How insane Which, is that? I mean, it's incredible, dude. Like, this... <laughs> yeah, Daryl, that's what we meant to play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's it. Like 30 years later. Oh, fuck. What year did this come out? 30 years almost. Yeah. Damn near. No. Was it not Would the, have been 20. Was it not the 60s? Oh, seconds was the 70s. Oh, yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah never yeah, mind. Yeah. Never Planet mind. Caravan. Was Planet Caravan on Paranoid? Or was it on? I should know this. I think it was on Paranoid. I'm yeah. a Black Sabbath fanatic. Which was 70? Um, yeah, that was 70. It might have been 69. Oh boy. So maybe maybe 25 years. Nope. It would have been it would have been like I mean, well, I guess so, maybe. But probably not. Yeah, it was on Paranoid. Whoop whoop. And that was 70. Yeah. So okay. 24 years later. Okay. Um either way, this version of the song is great. Uh like the original song is great on its own. Of course. But uh the, the, the everything that is on this song is all that needs to be done on this song. Yeah, it's like so fucking cool because it's just like Vinny doing just like fucking bongos. Yeah, just some bongos. And he does a goddamn good job. <laughs> As someone who does a lot of percussion and has done a lot of percussion gigs, it's way different. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to, to make that shit sound good, and he does it. Perfectly, exactly. It stays right in the vibe, man. It's a very because like you play drums and you're like, here's the fucking pocket, you know what I mean? But that's not how you play bong. Not for this song, at least. Yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like accents. It's like sparse. It's right. It's flowing and interpretive and yeah. fluid. And he fucking nailed. To me, this this album you take planet caravan off of it this album is diminished by like 20 or 30 percent yeah that's a weird thing to say for like a cover but man they nailed it it 
in every aspect. Because to like have this gritty, dirty, nasty record. <laughs> <laughs> and then you finish and then it bleeds in, like throws of rejection, like fades into it beautifully. Yes. And you have this like reflective, you know, like somber, beautiful song. But like very abstract and just kind of like spacey and just right. And they had a crazy fucking like video of it that right. You know, like, like all the weird CG early three D shit. Yeah, like, it's like goofy a, as fuck. But like planet seating and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Yeah. Oh god, I forgot about that. I can't wait to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, the, yeah, the fucking solo on the, the guitar playing on here in general is just like, oh man, it's beautiful. Just exactly what it needs to be but it sounds pristine and then the solo is just so fucking well done it's perfect yeah. it's perfect it's perfect because he takes the he, perfect he takes the the feel of the original and just adds some flourishes in there and does like, a couple little things that like, you could do he somehow makes it feel more <laughs> <laughs> like how does this feel more sabbathy than sabbath <laughs> yeah because it's not like Sabbath is one of those bands that's easy to replicate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, hmm. <laughs> blasphemy warning. I saw the 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 most recent Sabbath reunion tour. Uh huh. What, what year was that? Do you know? Uh, twenty sixteen. It was wow. before Max was born. Twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. I didn't realize they were touring that. Yeah. Late. Um. They didn't even sound like Sam. I'm I'm not trying I'm not trying to be fucking hot take crazy man, but I saw them with Bill Ward back in '99, man. And that you can listen, go listen to the '99 reunion record. That shit still sounds amazing. Yeah, I, that's um, a great that's a great recording. I I not throwing shade to to Tommy, the drummer who was playing with them, man. But shit ain't right. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. And and that concert was a little whack compared to the 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 Sabbath shows that I've seen, which has been more than a few. So gotcha. But yeah, man, not even Sabbath sound like Sabbath when I saw them. Uh, anyway, one more thing I would say about Far Beyond Driven: Throws of Rejection. The first minute and twenty seconds is perfection. That's how I feel about that. All right. Um, this is fading water. Sorry. Yep. All right. Anyway, okay. I think that's all I got to say about Far Beyond Driven. Okay. Holy shit. We're already at three hours. I know. <laughs> Man. I. Well, well maybe, here we are. Maybe we can pick it up a bit for. for. Uh, I mean, a lot of the things that we said kind of apply to Great Southern Trinkle. They really too. do. Yeah. Um, as far as vocally. Vocally and lyrically, except more so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I. I, I in a lot of ways I feel like Southern Tranquil is an extension. Not really an extension. No, that's not true. I think it's like they they found what they wanted to do here artistically, and then they just like expounded on mm-hmm. it with Tranquil. This isn't going to be short. I'm just so it's just there's no way because this has been stereotypically my favorite <laughs> fucking record. All right, so let's let's do the thing. Oh, let's uh let's hit let's hit up my buddy Harrison. So yeah, with, okay. with his with his throwaways on his favorites of were um I'm broken, slaughtered, and strength beyond strength. And his one to trash was five minutes alone. <laughs> he said another unpopular opinion, but I really just like the riff that kicks in at like three minutes, but the rest of the song is just kinda lame butt rock with a decent solo. 
Well, he's not wrong. I mean, it kind of is that, but that's kind of what they do really well. So Right. All right, we took a quick break. Because, you know, man, it's no time limits on Tampora Band. <laughs> All right. All right, so trend kill. So down to business. Yeah, down down to some trend killing. All right. Uh, so what are your essential tracks? So this is gonna be kill? this is gonna be pretty simple. Yeah. Suicide Note Part One. You know my one. You know what mine is. Mm-hmm. Suicide Note Part One. Hell yeah. Next one. Suicide Note Part Two. My next one is Suicide Note Part Two. All right. Next one. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> We're going to differ here. I know we are. Yeah, I know so. we are. F- uh, floods. My next one is War Nerve. Nice. Good. Fuck yeah. I'm really happy that you picked both of them too. I, I couldn't pick one and not the other. I know. And I was definitely going to pick Suicide Note Part 1. So yep. Suicide Note Part like Because I, I listened to it a, a few times. I was like, I cannot pick this. I know. So. I I It was hard for me not to pick... Great Southern Trinkill. If I had to pick a, it, it was hard for me, but just because, whatever, we'll get to it. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a reason for that. All right, what would you throw away? So, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was tough. Like, I, I didn't have a great, like, there wasn't anything obvious where I was like, I'm just get rid of that one. Uh, but I picked a uh, Sandblaster skin. Solid. Yeah. I. So. so, I really thought going into this, and if you would asked me two days ago, I would have been like, it's going to be Living Through Me or Underground America. It's going to be one of those. Yeah. Um, Under- but, Underground was a potential for me as well. But today, after like really sitting with everything and going through the lyrics and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. there was a lot more kind of meat on the bone with you know, living through me and underground in America than I kind of had previously realized. So uh, my trash track is 13 Steps to Nowhere. Huh. Wow. Which kind of like bums me out because it's so interesting drumming wise. Exactly why I wouldn't expect it. Yeah. So, but, you know, lyrically, and it is a song overall, I feel like if you took that out, the record would still have... All of the things that I love about it. Hmm. 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 I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree with that. For my just from from a personal perspective, I think I really like that song on this album. Fair enough. As, as part of this album, I I really really like it too. So this has always been my favorite Pantera record to listen to. Yeah, is is what I have always said. So re-listening to these, I think that has probably been solidified for me as well. You know, it's I think it's, I'm still there. It's really funny because on a first listen, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, I hear how these strong these songs aren't as strong. I hear how these riffs don't quite connect as well. I hear how da 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 da. da. But if we go back to that criteria that I talk about, you know, like songwriting, you know, production, technicality, mm-hmm. performances, lyrics, vibe. 
longtime listeners of the podcast will understand that I am a huge proponent of vibe to an album. This record has the vibe turned up to 13, if you will. It could be 10. It could be 10. But it's it either 10 or 13. <laughs> so um, I, I actually. Just a veritable deluge. <laughs> Perhaps one could say a flood uh-huh, of yeah. vibe. I can't believe you have the war nerve to say something like that. Uh, so I thought you were going to pick for your trash track, uh, Tens. Interestingly enough, let's consult the Harrison. <laughs> well, be- because at some point on one of these other recordings, you made like a joke. Uh, something like, listen, guys, we don't need to fucking hear Tens again or some shit like that. <laughs> so I was like, man, he's really like has it out for Tens, apparently. How funny, man. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't you can't trust me. Uh, um, and then we, I got to Tens and I was like, I really like Tens on here, actually. <laughs> Oh, there's no... This isn't something I think about very often. Or like... There's a reason you and I were in a band together for like 10 fucking years. <laughs> um, okay. Tens fucking years. Tens fucking years. Um, yeah, on Relist, and I'm like, I love this song. I was like, you can't. Yeah. This is irreplaceable. It's there's good. no other song in their catalog that even comes close to this vibe. No. Y- you can't. You know, the lyrics are amazing. It's abstract. It's fucking weird. It's so unique. This is irreplaceable. However... Yeah. Let's consult Harrison. Yes, I want to hear, hear this. Um, no, wait, was he the only person who sent you something for this one? Yes. Yeah, okay. So he was like, I always viewed this as a slightly less good Far Beyond Driven, but the highs were really high. And, the you know, so he really appreciated, like, the dynamic range of it. So, you know. Yeah. Which is sure. something that we dig, of course. Three favorites, Great Southern Tranquil, Living Through Me, and Floods, right? Of course, guitar players have to pick floods. You, you, you have to. It's you're hard pressed not to. You have to. Um, but the one to trash, he 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 was like tens. He was like, I get what they're going for here, but it just doesn't work for me. And I always skipped it back in the oh, day. Oh man, that makes me sad. Um, but hey, I can't. Uh, it's it's certainly the odd one out from this album. Even with is an album, this this whole almost this whole album. Well, I was ha- gonna... half of this album is odd ones out. Sure. So like, I, I was going to say is odd. Um, 13 Steps is odd. Floods is odd. You know? Yeah. Uh, even with an album with, like, Floods and Suicide Note Part 1 and stuff that, that you don't normally hear on a Pantera album, by and large, it's it to me, it's the odd one out. Because it, it, it gets there and it's... Suicide Note Part 1 leads into Suicide Note Part 2. That's like a one-piece thing. Yes. Floods has its own shit going on and it's this huge ridiculous build into this grandeur at the end you know right whereas ten- yeah yeah sorry yeah. it just sorry. it just builds into that madness tins just kind of stays, stays in this little weird there. pocket you know yes and that's not and they don't do that normally that's not pantera yeah right 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 right. but i fucking love it for the I, same yeah. those are the exact reasons that i love it yeah and the lyrics are fucking incredible man like going over the lyrics today like the imagery and the vibe of fucking tens man um i was really blown away um this was so the 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 bullshit that i said earlier about like if all phil did was far beyond driven nola and great southern trend killed and managed the denny's (laughs) tens was when i had that thought (laughs) so um 
But I, he, go ahead. I really like the chorus to this song. What's the chorus? It's so simple that my foes, they can't destroy my body. Oh, dude, it's so good. Colliding slow like life itself. So, so I still, so I'll, for whatever reason, a lot of my memories of this record, like my, my primordial memories of this record are attached to Chris Connor. Huh. Um, because we were friends in eighth grade and this record came out in May of 1996 when we were still in eighth grade. Like right. I remember going, but I remember he would make fun of this song and he'd be like, could I eat slow? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it does sound that way. I can hear it. And, uh, but I remember going and buying this record. This actual case, probably. Um, honestly, I mean, yeah, look at that thing. That thing's fucked. I mean, here, so here's the test. Does does the copyright say like BMG or Columbia House or some shit? <laughs> no, man, I bought this at Sam. Because if not, that you're probably you're probably I, right. I I went in. This was maybe one of the first records that I went and bought the day that it came out. Mm, nice. And nice. then like sitting and holding this in the car ride because I can't drive. I'm in fucking eighth grade. My mom is driving me, you asshole. And sitting here and devouring this artwork and like, who's this guy in the cowboy hat? <laughs> you I'm know, saying, and like, who's that? I don't remember that. And like, man, Phil's handwriting is shit, but this makes me feel things. Who's the guy in the cowboy hat? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just like some overexposed, like Oliver Stone looking natural born killers oh, vibe shit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know, is, isn't the the paper in here like? Yeah, it's, it's mad like heavy duty. Like it's quality. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And like, there's like words like crossed out, and, sh- yeah. and it's such a fucking vibe, man. Sitting here, and like, so just like, oh god, it's a needle in chicken feet, <laughs> like just. <laughs> just looking through all of this two insane things and 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 and, and then getting home and and then like getting back to my room you know like like the like the, the like my mom doesn't even kill the engine and i'm out the door into the house like God. just me and chris we put the fucking you put it in, in and you and hear my, the great and southern and i'm on a bo- it's a boom box and the speakers are right at eye level because the shit's on a shelf and we hit play and you and hear, hear phil <gasps> breathing yell at you you hear that oh inhale God, yes changed my life i was a different person <laughs> in a moment in a moment i was a different person after that and and then two months later i went to my first concert ever which was these guys in white zombie play. And and I I went and looked up the set list because <laughs> in my memory I'm like they played this whole fucking album. Right. They did not. Um <laughs> I mean I didn't think they played the whole album, but I, I remember they're playing more off of it than they actually did. <laughs> um <laughs> for whatever reason. But they opened with Suicide Note Part like they played Suicide Note Part One through the oh, PA. Wow. Okay. And then and the curtain drops, dude. Dude, that's oh what happens God. on the videos too. Because what they fucking did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and nice. Jesus, man, it was it was life altering. And so I have to wonder if the reason that I feel so strongly about this record and the reason that this became such a a litmus. I'm like, well, that's what a record fucking is. You know, is because I heard it at, at, of the time that I heard it mm-hmm. and the exact, like the most influential window, you know. I'm sure that's part of it, yeah. Um, how could it not be, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
I, I told the story. I'm, I, I think, on on another episode, but <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing that concert and I remember like Phil's like such a charismatic front man and shit like that, like in the middle of it, you know, I mean, it was nice because he wasn't stopping the show to talk about like how he was mad that black people were talking or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, improvement, yeah. um, instead he was mad at the latest Metallica record, which had come out a month after this. So load or yeah, load load came out in June of 96. 96. Yeah. No. And so he's like, y'all are goddamn lucky to have a band like Pantera that's going to make a fucking trend-killing heavy metal record and not some of that bullshit like fucking Load. And <laughs> let me like these, you know, like these motherfuckers. Let me see the fans in here that hate fucking Load. You know, I don't know if he said that last part, but I know because I loved that record. <laughs> It's like Paul twisted Mary. Like I loved all of it, you know. So you were like feeling personally attacked at that point. No, that's not what happened. No, that's not what happened. I he said that you don't. You know, you're lucky to have a band like Pantera that's not gonna make some son of a bitch and trendy record like Load, and and the whole arena went, <gasps> yeah. And and I and my I I was like, oh my god, I do hate that record. <laughs> Okay, you're right, right, right. I was instantly transformed by the charisma of Phil and the <laughs> and lionized by the roar of the arena. It's like, well, clearly I, you know, clearly I hate load. Clear, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, how can these fucking eight thousand people in the fucking summit be wrong? Um, clearly, that's a terrible record, and any positive emotion I had associated with it was clearly wrong because I'm twelve. <laughs> and I don't know things yet. <clears throat> the loud guy singing the songs that I also like just said it to me. So I that's what I have to think. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this record is man, yeah. the vibe. The vibe is just turned up. Yep. Like we said. A thousand percent. The the atmosphere on this record, the the feel that it goes for. Uh this album cover is kind of shit. <laughs> I mean <clears throat> just gonna say uh in retrospect it's kind of like i was talking about a few episodes ago with typo negative that it's one of those things that hit me in this period where i just accepted it as is right yeah you know so i've never thought about this as being a shit album cover no, i'm I just like that's the album cover yeah, i didn't that either is. i was like here's the album that i want to listen to because it's fucking awesome i don't right. care what's on it but just looking at it it's like is this a snake <laughs> the, the the font is pretty cool. It's true. I'm down with that. That's true. But it's just a snake. Well, do you know? Have you seen what they wanted the Far Beyond Driven cover to be originally? Yeah, it was like the original, uh, the uh, uncensored cover or whatever. It was like this drill it's going drill into in like a ass. spread, a spread cheek yeah, asshole. It, yeah, it's someone like spreading their ass and yeah. this huge drill going into it. <laughs> like it's one of those. It's it's like when you see that and then you're. I'm like, not saying that's good, by the way. Right? No, of course you're not. And you're like, this is what we got instead, and then. It's it's when you see shit like that, you're like, every now and again, you're like, that's why record labels are a good idea. Yeah, every now they and don't again, not serve a purpose. <laughs> every now and again, you gotta tell a motherfucker no. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys, this is what we want for the album cover. We've got a big old asshole <laughs> spread, right? It's called Far Beyond Driven. So we're gonna take a drill and we're gonna drive it into the asshole of someone's spread. <laughs> And they're fucking East West Records. It's like, how, so how about no? Yeah. 
How about a seven asshole? How about we just uh, do like a ghost? <laughs> instead of a, like a, 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 instead of a realistic ass, how about we do a fake ghost? We can sell that in stores. Oh my god! god. <laughs> I guess it's a ghost. I always thought it was like a skull. Like a I don't know what the fuck it is, but I know it's not a dirty asshole. It's, it's not a spread ass. <laughs> it's yeah. not a dirty, dirty Texas butt cheek spread. Is <laughs> what it's not. Um, God. Just so, yeah. Do you remember like looking at this fucking lyric sheet of Far Beyond Driven and uh, <clears throat> just being like infatuated with all the photos and then being like, wait a minute, those are Phil's tattoos. Why right? the fuck the is Scar holding a guitar? guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> anyway, I remember that being very confused. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I wonder why. Um, I never got closure on that, I don't think. Because Phil fucking plays guitar. He I wrote mean, the riff for Mouth for War, remember? He does, yeah. Um, well, he wrote it like tink a tink 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 tink. <laughs> and Dime wrote like go 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 in his own words. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Phil. I mean, like Pantera is not known for great album covers. Like, let's no. be fuck. Like, they vulgar is the only like really good album cover. I would yeah, I feel say. like they kind of stumbled into the goodness there. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, let's yeah. do. Because I feel like all their album covers just stemmed from like, hey man, let's do this. Oh <laughs> yeah, cool. And then they did. Mm-hmm. Like let's all get let's all be in a saloon and look stupid. And let's cool. give Vinny a fucking sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Let's punch somebody in the face. That'll be cool. Let's put a drill in an ass. That'll be cool. All right. Let's just get a snake. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where that one came from, really. Yeah. But, but but I mean, like the thing though is that it somehow to me does fit the vibe. So it actually does. Yeah. Somehow. 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 I don't know. I don't know. But the rest of this like packaging and shit is awesome. Dude, it's next fucking level. So man. whatever, yeah. And the like the C D design itself, fucking cool, man. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely, man. Like um, this coiled snake. It's well done. Apparently we know So whatever. What, what wasn't trendy was snakes. <laughs> in 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 Pantera's view. little known fact. Uh <laughs> the natural predator of trends <laughs> is rattlesnakes. Is snakes, yeah, yeah, Case, yeah. Fun facts, um, science facts. So, there's something in the way, and it is a rattlesnake. <laughs> um, there you go. All right. So we talked about Tranquil. But again, like, this is just such a weird – this is almost an album that it's it's miraculous that's as good as it is because if you look at it from just a pure songwriting standpoint, like, you can fucking tell. Like, Great Southern Tranquil is, is – is two different songs. Yeah. It's like the first half is one song. This is crazy fucking like, you know, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> and then the second half is like this just groovy fucking like guitar do, lead do, do, motherfucker. Do, 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 do. Yep. And you can totally tell. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, just put these together. All right. Yeah. But it, I mean, it does work. It is cool, but you can tell that those are like, like you really get the impression on this record that they're that they've got like their twenty ideas spread out on the fucking board, and they're like, how can we make this into ten songs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, 
um, I've got this really cool idea for this, and I've got this cool idea for this, and da 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 da. But somehow all of it comes together, and it maintains the vibe. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. really masterful and incredible. And that's why I forgive all of the shitty songwriting on this record. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, Trend Kill, amazing track. I mean, I don't give a shit what they do. The way that they start the first few seconds of it is like, well, I'm, I, mean, I have to love this. You could have done literally anything after that. Um, yeah. I feel like the... Yeah, so anyway... Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Warner, I guess. I guess. I guess we could talk about. Uh, I love how they like just kind of segue into that. And man, that riff is so fucking good. There's no solo in this song either. Yeah. This is this is this is such a weird song. Um, there's not really like a chorus. It's just a bunch of fucking hooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and like the the lyrics. I mean, yeah. Like I guess we can just sort of talk about the lyrics in general on the record. It's really strange because half of the songs are actually about things. Which is which like Pantera doesn't really do a lot. Um, like Phil doesn't really like really pin that shit down so much. But like Drag the Waters is like very clearly about a thing. Right. Um, right. It's about this situation. Right. Here is a thing that happened. Right. It's like a story and it, although I can't make heads or tails of that fucking second verse, but whatever. Sure. Um <laughs> But you see he's going He's trying to go for something. It's clear. Like, there's a story, and then there's also a bigger message, like a metaphorical message attached to it, you know? Like, there's a specific thing, and then there's the application of the thing, right? Like, drag the waters, you know? Like, dig deep. You know what I mean? It's it's a cool fucking song. Um, You know? um, Yeah, it's... it's... (laughs) It's kind of oh. goofy, but I I like it a lot. Right? Yeah. 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 And 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 so, but like half of the record, or a little less than half of the record is like, yeah, trends suck. And so, <laughs> on the yeah. surface, before I really read all the lyrics today, I was like, man, like this is a bunch of like triggered white man shit. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, well, yeah, like no one could possibly actually like Nirvana. Um, it's only because they're told to like Nirvana. No one actually has legitimate emotion. No one could actually like a thing that you don't like, Phil. You're, you know, oh, you're so fucking mad that people like things that you don't like. It can't actually be that it's good and you just don't get it. It's a fucking conspiracy, mm-hmm. you know. It's all about lesbian loving and hair in the mix, right? Sorry, right? But after like really digging in and really reading and chewing all the lyrics, I think that his approach on this is 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 not. I don't think it's that surface. I think that maybe it's not really geared towards. Like I don't think that he's like. I think it's a difficult thing that really contextualized for us or really for anyone who wasn't a musician 
on a who wasn't a metal musician on a label in like fucking 1992 or three. Hmm. Um, because I don't really think that he's mad at alternative music. I think that he's mad at business people chasing the money and people who are chasing chasing the trends. Like not really mad at who is setting the trends, but who is chasing the trends. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so because what happened The people it, who enable it, basically. Well, like because what happened in ninety two was, you know, Nirvana and Nevermind, and that changed absolutely fucking everything, right? But also the trickle down effect of that was, well, you know, well, we're not going to give any money to any metal bands anymore. Right. And so, like, the people who were listening to Cannibal Corpse didn't stop or suffocation or malevolent creation or obituary or whatever didn't say, like, oh, well, yeah, I was what I was really looking for was Nirvana. <laughs> like, that's not what happened. But still, those bands all of a sudden got less funding. They got less tour support. They got it was harder for them to stay on their record labels because they were under the, you know, because all the labels tried to, you know, everything geared towards grunge alternative music and stuff, you know, or everything geared towards going to other cities and like, well, you know, I don't want, you know, because all the major labels like hemorrhaged. Because I don't know, like never mind, like Nirvana's never mind. Like that costs like thirty grand to make and it became like the number like that that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, it's not supposed to happen that an album that cost that little at the time was the biggest fucking album ever. You know? And so record labels panicked and they went to all these cities and they're like, We'll just sign fucking everybody. Because we don't want I don't want Sony to have the next Nirvana. I wanna make sure we have the next Nirvana. So they would go and give bands like Clutch, like, oh, here's $2,000. Right. You know, and they're like, that's more man than we've ever seen in our fucking life. You know, I got to hang out with JP, the drummer, once. And so that was the, that was what he, that was the story he told me. Um, <laughs> I believe it. It's crazy, right? And so, you know, just to sort of like, so I maybe, maybe if I give Phil the benefit of the doubt, like he's not mad that, you know, he he's, 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 he's sort of expressing like an anger and a frustration that, you know, the livelihoods of all these underground musicians that he loves and respects and is inspired by is jeopardized because, you know, all everything's been taken away because of this, like, oh, well, shit, I guess that's what everyone's doing now, you know? So. Yeah. And that's not, it's, it's interesting because that isn't like, um, it's not something that's unique to that time period. Like that's happened many times mm -hmm. uh, in music. Like that's just the way that works. I, I almost have to feel, you know, like that that's just a good way to. <sighs> not, not that that diminishes that opinion or anything like that. Yeah, no. But I do it, wonder if there were, it almost makes me wonder if there are like other times when that's been, uh, Pointed out in in a song or in an album like right. This. There's always money off of duality and and confrontation, right? Like East Coast West Coast or whatever. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Um, there's always competition, 
right? There's always money off of competition, right? Nirvana versus Pearl Jam, right? <clears throat> well, sure. Yeah. And, I, and, I, uh, and the thing that's like, that might not be super clear now looking back, but in fucking 1996, every fucking magazine article that you read was about metal versus alternative. And that was how, yeah. they, that was how they sold magazines then. Yeah. I guess I, was, <laughs> I guess I also meant like whenever shit like, whenever disco blew up, Mm-hmm. That was what people were trying to, you know, get behind, right? And, yeah, and, and make it make it blow up like it did. Whenever, like, right, right, right. Yeah, there's always resistance, right? Yeah, and but then maybe, huh? Maybe to that point, actually, there wasn't. Well, fuck, I don't know. Maybe it was more of a uh, publicized thing at this point, right? To, like you're saying, like with the the magazine covers and. There was more emphasis placed on that, that right. competition. I, I am almost forgetting it at this point because it seems so distant and it seems so yeah. silly and so trite. And I'm like, yeah, man, fucking Nirvana's amazing. Pearl yeah. Jam's amazing. Soundgarden's yeah. amazing. But at the time, you know, you didn't – I mean, shit, you, you felt like you even had to pick between Nirvana and Pearl Jam at the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't even have thought about that whole thing until you just said that. But even even magazines like Guitar World, which you would kind of expect to be a bit more objective, like right, music is fucking awesome. Here's how to play it. They they definitely did some of that shit too. Yeah, so yeah. I it was yeah. so much a part of the climate, and <clears throat> I almost feel like you know though it's it wasn't perfect but how could it be perfect because i mean you know i, I don't fucking know phil was born in what like 68 he's like not even 30 <laughs> he's not even 30 when he's fucking making this goddamn record okay and of course he's not going to like eloquently like take the music and p- music press to task you know um but yeah, if I give him the benefit of the doubt, that's sort of because it's like if you just read, if you just on the surface, it's like, oh man, you're a fucking triggered white dude. What the fuck? Um, but if you dig deeper, it's like, okay, maybe there's something more subtle here. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, like half the record or a little less than half the record is like trends suck, and the other half of the record is like, man, it really sucks to be addicted to drugs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's. It's a bad time all around. Is what it is, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But if there's one thing this record ain't, it's a good time. Sure, right? Um, but yeah, Warnerv is 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 fucking great. <laughs> the song is yeah. great. Um, it, I think that also just lyrically or vocally, right? If we talk about the vocal performance on this record, this is somehow he made a quantum leap from vulgar to far beyond driven and somehow he made another quantum leap because the layering that they do on this record the production that that happens here is is like they somehow they figured out how to do production because before it felt like they just like here's pantera like vulgar was like here's what pantera sounds like raw yeah yeah, and then they said here's what pantera sounds like produced and then they said 
let's actually do something with that production on this one. Right. The uh, production is used as, as an instrument. Almost, exactly. Exactly. You know, it like has an actual part in the song structure and feel right. and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I think that he did the vocals at like nothing studios in new Orleans or some shit like that. Mm. I think he did like Trent Reznor studio okay. um, and shit like that. And so the layer, like the layering of the vocals on this, they're so fucking effective. And, well, and there's so many. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much yeah. layering and so many different things that he's doing, and it somehow works, and it doesn't feel busy and stupid. Yeah. And that's fuck. That's so mind-boggling to me. Like and, a lot. A lot of times, I feel like it feeds into that, into the uh, the feel that they're going for. Yes. Yeah. Or it's like this sort of. God, how do you even say that? Like. Like racking your own mind to to like get something out, or, yeah, or to, or yeah, to yeah, think yeah, through yeah. something, or 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 whatever. Like, well, and and it's essential to the songs or the vibe of the record. Like if you yeah. because that's the thing about like Far Beyond Driven or what it was like. I'm gonna just give that motherfucker a fucking SM58 and let him do his shit, and it's like, all right, there it goes. You know, that's fine, yeah. but. The texture is essential on these songs. Yes, yes. And you can look back at fucking good friends and draw a direct Strapolate, line. late, right? Yep, totally. Well, and also, I think the missing piece is the down record. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. There's, there's like the singing that he did on Cowboys from Hell, right? And then there's this, but... He doesn't really sing like that so much on, certainly not on Far Beyond. Kind mm. of a little bit's left on Vulgar, but not really. Yeah. He doesn't sing like, there's not really any like croony-ish fucking things on Far Beyond. Not much. You know, I mean, aside from Planet Caravan, right? Yeah. Um, But peppered throughout almost every song on here is, is that fucking like, you know, like he's singing, <laughs> you know, and there's. You know, like the harmony. And anyway, it's just yeah, it's just so, it's just so it's so well developed. It shouldn't be that well developed. <laughs> it shouldn't be that effective. Um, but yeah, I think that vocally, this record, it's very clear that like, oh well, that's a single most important vocal influence on Richard. <laughs> when it, <laughs> like you, you listen to you know the. Well, it was euphemism when we recorded it. It's now called "Carry Me Home." But you listen to that, and you're like, "Oh, you're just tr you're just trying to Great Southern Trend fill this motherfucker." <laughs> um, but like those high like vocal fry screams, and then like layering them. Yes. Like I was so effective. You know, I feel like it's very clear that's like my most, you know, biggest influence. <laughs> right. My most biggest is. Drive that point home. Yeah. Um... <sighs> so <laughs> you, you need to talk now. I am I am like looking at these war nerve lyrics and I just got to this part where it's like hate. Hate mail is not read. In jail instead. Hate. Yeah, some <laughs> like, of these okay. on paper don't really hold much. Right. They're they're just kind of the, goofy. The vibe of these songs carries a lot of the load. 
Right, uh, right, 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 right. I mean, listen, you can do that with any lyrics. Because, but, but, then, but you have like the beginning, like, fuck the world for all it's worth, every inch of planet Earth. Fuck myself, don't leave me out. Don't get inside, don't corner me. What? Yep. Dude. Can't. Bro. <laughs> Bro, I ain't fucking with that. Can't fucking. You know, that. and it's just screaming to hate at the end. Yeah. It's so, oh man, wow. Anyway. Um, yeah, we talked about Drag the Waters a little bit. Um, yeah, weird song. Again, they do a double time thing at 338 that I fucking love. Uh, yes. Dude. <laughs> I, Dude, anytime they do that, I'm just, oh God. Well, what's weird, the weirdest part to me about the song is how, so they keep that feel throughout the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And they get to the solo and everything drops out except the right. guitar, right? And then when everything comes back in, it has like a different feel to it, but it's the same feel. Mm, Does that make a, sense? It's a really good observation. Because it's, I don't know if it's more, if it's, I think it's the exact same thing, like mm -hmm. rhythm wise, but it feels more sparse or something because it's. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, but, it, but instead, it's maybe it's just because the guitar is gone now. It feels so sure. different. But it has a very distinctly different feel. That song is. I I feel like that song is is almost. It's almost sort of like this weird hybrid between like walk and I'm broken in a weird way, where it's like on the surface this is really straightforward, but if I actually tried to play this, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's some there's some there's some shit in here. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and it might it, it might not necessarily be like in the actual sort of because I'm broken becomes very clear why that's difficult. Yeah, but on this one, like just the way that it's put together is really weird. Like it feels like the chorus happens like seven times. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, <laughs> but you're never like mad about it. You're never <laughs> bored somehow. It just you know no, because it's fucking cool, right? It, they they yeah. It's really strange. It's hard to articulate. I don't know what is strange about it, but it's strange. So, like, uh, what does it mean to drag the waters? Like, drag waters, like, for a body? Yes. Is that what they're going yeah, for? Yeah, that's it. Like, look okay. deeper, you know? Okay. Like, look a little deeper in you. <laughs> right. <laughs> in you. Because, <laughs> like, to me, like, seeing the title Drag the Waters... It immediately brings to mind like pulling something through water behind your yeah. boat or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, yeah. and that, that gives me like a really like – it takes a lot of effort and it's slow and you're like fighting against it the whole time. And that is what this song feels like. Okay, right on. It's like all – you know what I'm saying? Like it feels really slow and kind of plodding. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all works. It all works for that reason. But then they get to those choruses and it's what the fuck? And then it like and then it back into it, yeah. Yeah, man, it's a trip. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, and uh, yeah. So we kind of talked about tens already. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm I'm way deep into Black Tooth Grins at this point, so <laughs> it is what it is. It You're here is. for it. 
Um, 13 Steps to Nowhere. Talked about that a little bit. Excuse me, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 13 Steps. Musically, I think this song is cool as shit. Hell yes. Um, I was just was like, when I look at the lyrics, I was like, uh oh, you know, doomed to use the slang outbreak of drug roulette, and I'm like, uh oh, mm. <laughs> is that? Yeah. Mm. I was like, oh man, it could be read that you're mad about people using slang and doing drugs, but you're like actively addictive to horse, dude. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're mad? You what? What are you ta- What what? But then also the whole intention of this song is like this like opposites thing and trying you know what I mean so uh, anyway I'm not going to like I'm not mad I'm not going to like dig too much into it but yeah you know um the black skin riddled in lead and it's like oh man what are you I'm, what are you talking about dude um yeah so but lyrics aside there's some really cool ass musical hooks the drumming and I feel like Vinny really carries a lot of this record. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um this this song specifically, for sure. Because so much of the guitar, like it feels like this is like primo weird ball nut job dime territory. And so like it yeah. feels like Vinny is like really holding it down. <laughs> yeah, that's fair to say. That is very fair to say. But, but it's a it you know musically it's a cool fucking song and then like the effects that yeah I didn't know until today I was today years old that like apparently the chorus of this song is whores <laughs> exactly that's what I was just looking at here <laughs> that's what that's what's happening here because I was just say that in here in the fucking like actual lyric sheet hold on. Oh yeah, it's in there. It's just right there. Because I, I, I was reading through this in my mind, I was like, <laughs> "Where does he say whores? Where does he whores. just say whores <laughs> multiple times?" And like, yeah, okay, I guess so. Whores, kind of like under um, his breath, I guess. Right. All um, right. Sure. Okay. Yep. Here we are. The 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 mission statement of the fucking record. The yeah. crown jewel. The Suicide centerpiece. Note. The cornerstone. Yep. Um, Suicide Note Part 1 and 2 Let's right. just say, I guess Go You go <laughs> Me go You go I mean, th- like you said This is just kind of what you're here for In, in a way Like this, this is the vibe of this album Like distilled down into these two songs Right, right. in a row Right like that's just so perfect, man. This like is... that, that, that. Of course, you and I were in a fucking band <laughs> for ten years together. But it's like, what? What are your essential? What are your top two essential tracks from this record? It's like, well, Suicide Note Part One and Part <laughs> and Two. And Part Two, because you you kind of can't have one without the other, you really. Really can. Like I I like like one is if I, if I had if you were gonna force me to pick one thing, it's it's Part One. But like so unique, right? It's just so fucking, and it's so so out of character for Pantera for one. But they 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 just destroy it. Right. There's literally no drums. Yeah, it's just acoustic guitar. It's great acoustic guitar. Um, God, that fucking riff is so good. Um, and then the the vocal production on here again too. Right. It's just like spectacular. Uh, there's not. 
they're, the the doubling that they do is like sparse, but it's so effective. It's what you remember from this. Yeah. Because it breaks away, breaks away. It's like they layer that on. It's a damn shame. It's so good. Um. Uh, but yeah. it's 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 just like it's 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 at once like hopeless and hopeful in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, if only because. It's not necessarily a good thing, I guess. Maybe yeah, maybe hopeful isn't the right word. But you come out of this into Suicide Note Part 2, and it feels like, man, this felt fucking horrible. And here's what I think about that. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's it's the duality of, of depression and action. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I, I you know, looking back on it because I think the thing I'm whatever. <clears throat> I think the thing that you know, perf- so performative masculinity is what is toxic masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like in so much of Phil's lyrics, the reason that I can handle Far Beyond Driven and Trend Kill is because I feel like he is just, you know, like on the, you know, like just grabbed the vein of it, you know, and, 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 and he is wrestling with these concepts as best that he can, right? Because this is a song called Suicide Note, okay? It's called Suicide Note. And what is the fucking course? Look at me now. Can you tell I'm a man? Because that's got to be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm not a man, then I might as well kill myself. You know? Look at these scars on my wrist to prove I'll try again. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Oh, it's made my glasses? <laughs> I don't know. We're all, we're recording. I don't, it's, everything's still recording. So everything's still good. But, 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 but it's just... Like subconsciously, or I mean, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like he, because I mean, like yeah, Phil's not fucking like. Well, you know, the patriarchy is really a big problem, and toxic masculinity and performative masculinity is really an issue. And even if you don't do these things that traditionally track as masculine, you still have a right to exist. Like that's not the language that he's fucking throwing at this stuff, but he he's he's still managed to boil it down. That what is the most essential thing? Can you tell I'm a man? Yeah. And that's why I respect his intuition, I guess, as a lyricist so much, because it's really deeply insightful and intense and ugly, (laughs) you know? Intuition is probably the best word for that, yeah. It it seems like it comes from less of an analytical place and more of just like, here is how I I perceive things to be, like, here's how I feel about it, and here's how I can get it out there. Right. But he's like, but he, he like hits it like right on the fucking head. Yeah. And that's what makes, honestly, that's what makes like the things that he expresses that are racist, that are so disturbing because it's expressing that aspect of all of us, (laughs) of all of us as like regular ass fucking white dudes that are also, you know, these racist ideas that we all have. Mm-hmm. That we have to actively work to get rid of, you know, and he's, you know, just so it's, you know, 
regardless of that. But, but yeah, I don't know. Like that's just a really powerful thing to me because I, I mean, I remember how I felt hearing those lyrics when I, I mean, you know, my whole fucking life, <laughs> you know, they always would punch me in the gut, you know? Yeah. So also, uh, this is kind of interesting. Where's the regress? Where's it at? The regress? The the line regress. You have your, sh- is, this, is this it? Is this, this is, the number one? Part one up here. All right, hold on. Very beginning of it on the very bottom. All right, okay. Um, how smart are you to regress? Oh yes, right, right. Of course. For the long, I was today years old when I thought that was regress. I thought it was how smart are you to read this because it's a note. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, mother's angel getting smarter. How smart are you to read this suicide note? Uh, so yeah, kind of funny, right? Anyway, yeah, man. And then, you know, you know, you go into part two, Go into part two and it's just, yeah. Um, and some more of the, some more of the vocal production on here is just like. I guess there's less of it overall, but the, the, the bit that they do is like. The do it, do it, do it. Shit like that. And now try to die. Some really effective. Like Red. they they, they kind of know when to bust that up. Descending down. Dude, yeah, man. Yeah, this... I, I didn't know it was graves descending down. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I feel like this is this li- like this is such this was such a huge influence on me lyrically for like a song like only an ending. It's basically lyrically the song, the all severed song, only an ending is my oh well my my interpretation of this of this feeling, you know, um, right? Like this idea of okay, I mean, was it was it specifically in here, you know, um. There's something about like no pretension. Um, whatever. I'm I, I can't find it. But but it's this idea, like like this idea of this of of suicide not being this sad, melancholic resignation, but a defiant act. A defiant understood act. And that was something that I as a lyricist and vocalist is really trying to tap into with only an ending, you know, this breath, is it worth it? Is it worth anything? Yeah. You know, shards, you know, shards, possibility fall past me, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever it was, you know, um, what is it? Um, the lyrics, huh? Only an ending. Yeah. Yeah, like shards of possibility fall on me, ripping out my eyes. No, ripping out my eyes, ripping reason. I can't. I, it's, Fuck. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little. Little. It's not the easiest thing to remember. Also. Well, yeah, man, because it's like it's in six, but I'm like singing over the bar line. It's weird. Yeah. Um, because now I'm just like, okay, well, what's the rhythm? Well, fuck, that doesn't match up with yeah, the lyrics. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shit. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. 
you know, in my blood, see my sin, take my sin, you know, take my this, whatever. Um, wow, I'm just embarrassing myself. <laughs> but the I. <laughs> Um, well, listen, this is a show about Pantera, not about all seven. There you go, man. But yeah, like, I'm just trying to draw the line that, like, this song clearly influenced that. Yeah. This was a big, this was a big deal to me because I was a suicidal person for a long fucking time. Um, and writing about it helped me not do it. So, right. There you go. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's a neat song. The riffs are nice. <laughs> yeah, those those things are also true. Uh, which, now, wait, which one did you pick for the one to get rid of? Your your. I picked thirteen. You picked thirteen steps in America. Right, and you picked. Did you pick Living Through Me? No, I picked Sunblasted Skin. Okay, yeah, because Sunblasted Skin is a kind of like I was almost like a jammy afterthought or whatever. Yeah, but it's charming. Yeah. Um. So like Living Through Me, man, this yeah. is a trip, right? Uh, this is like a cool song, but the bridge in this. <laughs> what a bold choice <laughs> for a bridge. Yeah, it's very well. Wait, hang on. What do you consider the bridge? The like ambient industrial section. <laughs> Here we go. God, right. Where the fuck is this? Yeah, so like... Right. So like... Yeah. This is a weird song, right? God damn. So, it's it's a trip. It's a trip. This is fucking... This is weird, right? Because the bridge... <laughs> I, I imagine it like this. Like, hey, Vince... <laughs> I'm always imagine Vince as the buck where the buck stops with okay. Pantera. Um, hey Vince, how about uh, for the bridge we do like some ambient industrial thing, and then we're gonna do the most ripping ass transition we've ever fucking done <laughs> on any fucking album ever. And then you know what we're gonna do after that if we build up to this after this crazy fucking industrial ambient fucking bridge. You know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna start the song again. Go back into it. Yeah, exactly. We should just start from the beginning again. Oh man! <laughs> so this is another song that what I the will. Fuck, guys! This is another song that I'd say that these parts just kind of don't. For me, they don't go all that well together. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a vibe to it, but it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it feels, it but, feels incomplete in some sense. Yeah, because you got the you got the main riff. Dun, 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 dun. And then you got the chorus, and it's just they're they're fine, but right, whatever Phil's saying, like you know, spirit blasted, anal fucked, you know, spitting teeth, oral lust, alley fuck, angel dust, intrepid whore, you know, like yeah. And like that is like really just like what was that? What was I saying? Like the end of shedding skin on Far Bender was like we got free association going yeah, on here. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. um, and so 
Yeah, it. But but so I was listening to that headphones today, right? Okay, and that bridge is nutty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're like walking around and just feels like there's like whispering going. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like you shouldn't backwash. <laughs> what, really? You should get out of the house more. <laughs> Okay. Think about your future. Go to the doctor. <laughs> Smoke this. Does it really say any of this? Smoke this. Yes, it's it, it does all of these things. Does it really? What the fuck? Absolutely all these things. What? Listen, like put it out on the headphones. I'm not, I'm oh. not making a, I didn't right. make I didn't make a syllable of that up. Okay. Okay. Don't I put the much. I put the needle back because I was like, oh my god. I'm like walking wow. around in my fucking suburban ass neighborhood. <laughs> Go to the doctor. <laughs> okay, Phil. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Wow. What? Okay. All right. It's so it's because because uh, it, it happens in layers, right? Because like the yeah. first like part of that, you're like it's indiscernible. You can't tell, it's, and but then like eventually, you know, I don't know if it's just that your ears acclimate to the wackiness of it, right? Or or that it it or it's intentional, but <laughs> no. Go to the doctor. You should get out of the house more. <laughs> it's wow. It's fucking insane. Wow. It's insane. I never knew that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Shit. I think that it. I, I. But but man, I don't know if you remember this, but in that song we did again, there's like the first post verse, where it's not really like because we wrote weird songs, right? Um, Just keep talking. I'm trying to think of what you're thinking of. It so. was a melody. You. It was this. Uh, like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, right. But I'm like doing vocal shit under there that's not really yes. lyrics, yes, yes, you know. Right. I, I'm like, I have to like imagine that that's that this is like sort of inspired, or I mean, like this kind of shit like gave me permission to do that, sure, sure. right. I can totally see that, yeah, because it's not really so much like because there's a different levels of influence, right? Like sometimes an influence can just be like, oh, well, you can go that hard, yeah. You could go yeah. that far. Not I want to copy this, but I can just go this direction. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's valid. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I feel like this whole album just influenced me so much in that way of like, well, you can go there if you want. I think you're probably right. <clears throat> yep. All right. Now we're to the one of the, the the other crown jewel of the album. Yep, right right in a row here. So you have like yeah. Suicide Note Part 1 and 2 and da, 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 Floats. Man, what a fucking different song this is. It's a masterpiece. It is a, It is absolutely a masterpiece. It might be the best song they've ever written. It might be, yeah. Uh, from... Like a number of different perspectives, honestly. Like from from a song construction perspective, it's just the individual parts. Yes, the you know the uh so like the, the I think it's like in the second stanza. Where am I at here? Where's my where's my lyrics? Very bottom. Okay, starts. dude. Issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this like I feel you relate to where he's doing all that high weird falsetto shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's total Trent Reznor shit. Uh, okay, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. total Trent Reznor shit. 
Yeah, I can see that. Um, now I don't know, but it, it's I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, because well, when else did they do anything at all close to this? Right, right. So yeah, like I, yeah, man. So it's just so fucking cool. Um, but then hitting the hitting the chorus and it becomes like almost a major chord. Uh huh. Wash away us all. Taste with the flow. Man, what a weird feel. But also, it's like deeply sad. Yeah. And and then the the, the next part, you know, expounds Jesus. on that. Well, in like those harmonies, at like two fifty. Now hold on, I'm gonna subject you to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, like you, you, you listen to that maybe <clears throat> even on its own, and you're like, that doesn't really, that can't work. That's too discordant. But man, it, fuck if it doesn't work. It's so good. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I wrote, <laughs> yo, you'll probably appreciate this. It's like breakdown kings. <laughs> uh, no one does a breakdown better than fucking Pantera does. And then, how dumb is it that their name is just Spanish for Panther? For Panther. How? Yep. <laughs> have we not mentioned that yet? We haven't mentioned it. <laughs> it's so stupid. This anyway, is much better reflected on some of their earlier stuff, specifically right. power oh, metal. Oh yeah, Panther. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Which also wasn't power metal just like a cartoon Panther on the album cover or some stupid. Not shit? power metal, but was one it? of the other ones. One was. of them is, isn't yeah. it? Like okay, something of the night was like. Just Sure. Like, like it looked like a luchadora, like kind of shit. Yeah, yeah but yeah, like, yeah. like really badly done cartoon. Yeah, I think power oh, metal boy. had um. It's like just, a dude like headbanging or some shit. It's just them. It's just like a photo them? of them like looking all hair metaled out. Okay. okay, but that record is like pure total priest worship. <laughs> right. It has its own charm to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, and then like okay, so like the solo, like this is this is like one solo to rule them all. Yeah, right? this is like lit, like widely regarded as one of the best solos of all time. I mean, like if you if you're like, well, yeah. there's one you only get to hear one guitar. Like, hey, what's a guitar solo? What do you show someone? God, maybe you show them floods. You know, I don't know that I, I think this is too much for somebody's like first <laughs> guitar. There's so much, there's so much to unpack with this, and it goes to so many like. Because you get the solo, the initial thing is just like that that progression, that and it's that progression that you hear you'll hear later on, but it starts out in the solo, and it's like the bends and the 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 feel of that part is already so insane, and then he goes into like the actual solo with the yeah, and plays yeah, that yeah. part, and then as that that crescendos and they layer parts onto it. And then there's like ten bins that go, and they all converge. Yeah, and all these different bins come out of nowhere to converge into one thing, and you hit this whammy, this whammy hit, and it goes, "What the fuck?" How does that stay serious? Dude, that dude, that that that's it, right? Like, I feel like that's like the quote 
of the whole, like, how does this stay serious? Yeah. You could say that about so much of fucking Pantera's <laughs> career. But like the sound effects and the outro, how does this not, how does this not lame as fuck? Yes. Like, and then, <laughs> yeah. So then it goes, so then from that, it's flood, flood, flood. Just like the, the like, you can just imagine somebody going, It's yeah, just the dude. slowest, like, crunchiest, sludgiest thing you've it's ever incredible. heard. And then, yeah, they, they, they lay over the, the, like, thunderstorm sound effects, <laughs> and it's like, it works. Yeah, how how is that not lame as yeah. shit? How Song is... called Floods, and you're going to play some rain sound effects. Like, <laughs> right. fucking brilliant fucking, job. Are you guys. in you? Like, how is, this, <laughs> how is this not, like, just primo oh. cheese factory? <laughs> God, but yeah. So from the guitar solo on, there's no real lyrics. He just says floods like a couple times, and it, it kind of echoes. And then at the sound effects, and then it goes into the guitar outro, which is like one of the most beautiful things you've ever fucking heard. Right, right. And, and they keep going with the sound effects, but it's just like this super mid tone, like dialed back guitar sound. Right. And it's just oh, it's it's, and then it's the same, it's the same progression from the beginning of the solo. And then he just goes further with it again mm-hmm. towards the end. Right. Like, God and, damn, this shit is masterful. I, I mean, I remember the press at the time. Like, I remember, like, the guitar world was like, well, Floods is clearly the best guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I had a, a, one of, like, the 100 best solos of all time guitar worlds from not too long after it came out, like maybe 98 or 99. Right. And Floods was like six or something. Yeah. Way the fuck up there. And and like, and then I remember, you know, like it's worth mentioning again. We talked, we mentioned it like last episode, but then like seeing footage of, of Dime doing his like Eddie Van Halen. This is the part where I play guitar at the show in like 1986 or yeah. 87 or he, some shit. He's and got then, a spotlight on him playing his solo shit on stage. Right. Like just 10 minutes of guitar acrobatics and craziness, right? And then what does this motherfucker throw in there? The fucking outro of floods. He just plays that progression again. Like what does that tell what does that tell you? That means that he sat on that part for like a decade. Yes. Waiting for the right song. Yep. That's why he's a fucking legend. <laughs> exactly. That's why he's king Ugh. shit fucking Daryl Abbott. Because he fucking sat, because he was like, well, it's not ready. Like, he could have put that, like, a lesser man would have found a way to put that in sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been like, you, you're sitting on that. How do you not put that on your first album? All right. Yep. Sure. Fair enough. All right. You know. We know, man. Man. You know what? You're you're really you're a really restrained individual. You know the exact right time to use something. You put it on your set. Nope. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. All right. You know what? You're 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 the cream of the crop. You're gonna wait till the third album. Every, every, no, ah, ah, ah. We're we're gonna take a different turn with the third album. We're gonna make it more personal, more atmospheric. Nope. Not. All right. You're not, right. You know what? Not it's enough. Not, it's not yet. It's not yet. Not enough. Not yet. Fourth album. You know what? I got this song about a, about some water and shit. <laughs> Oh, you know, Phil. I think I think I got the right thing. <laughs> I think I think I got just what you need. I got just what you need. Dig this out here. Get your pool. <laughs> Get your pool. Oh my God. Let's go. <laughs> Man, it's so it's just <laughs> yeah. This song is immaculate as far as I'm concerned. This is like it's perfect. Maybe their best. 
Right, right, right. And like that's like the weird thing, Fuck. right? Because we're doing like this essential track shit. But if you ask me to like, what's the best <laughs> song? <laughs> <laughs> Pantera, like, what is the best song that Pantera ever wrote? I might be like, well, it's clearly floods. Yeah, it's all, it's it's in that conversation for sure. Even though I'm like, it's not one of my essential tracks for the album, but <laughs> <laughs> right again, best and and favorite is we can talk about two different things there. And it just said that again. That just speaks to the legacy of the band. That there's just so many different lenses that you as a fan can look at. Yeah, look at their catalog through. You know. Yeah. Um. All right, underground. What does this song even sound like? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm still coming down on floods for like the next five or six minutes. Yeah, man, five Sorry. or six floods. <laughs> um, fucking high bandwidth. There it is. Yeah. Again, man, this is another one that. Like I dug into lyrically, and I was like, "This is more interesting than I thought it was." On the surface, for the last 25 years, this is more interesting than I thought it was. Um, (laughs) Because at first when I was like, listen to it, I was like, man, I need to look at these lyrics. Like, are you, why are you mad at lesbians and armpits? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah. But then when you like look at what he's actually saying... You got to help me find this, um, you know, but that, it's that lyric is. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, it's like love, lesbian love is accepted and right. It's like, oh, you're not mad at it, <laughs> <laughs> are you? I it don't just, think I, I don't really know. But it's and so like this is a weird. The lyrics to this are weird because it's, it's some more of that free association shit yeah yeah because part of it sounds like a love letter to like the grittiness of like a diy like dirt punk scene right it's like this shit's fucking awesome yeah um and and so it's like it's almost like he's mad at the people who would look at it as like in a commodified way you know mm-hmm. um and look at it as like treating it as disposable um, it's hard to tell, but it sure paints a hell of a picture, right? Because you look at the end of it, um, you know, and it's like, give it five years, you'll retire your piercing. You must admit that you mimic the weaklings. So, like, yeah. there's there's two ways to interpret that, right? Because part of it is like, you know, fuck you because you're going to give this shit up. And this is just fashion to you right now. But the right. other part of it is like, you're a fake ass motherfucker. You're going to give this shit up anyway, you know, because this whole thing is fake and bullshit. And it's hard to tell exactly which way he's leaning with it. Right. But the imagery, man, paints a hell of a picture. I mean, just some choice, some choice excerpts here. If I'm if I may. Ringworm, crab and lice, VD, ecstasy, speed and whores. Which this lyric, see, speed and horse. <laughs> I mean, horse is like a euphemism for heroin, right? Is it? I think so. Well, fuck me. Oh, All right. I thought he was just saying whores. I mean, we got VD in here, so. What a fucking but, dude! You, you. Hey, man. You fucking kindergartner. You've never fucking done heroin. Yeah, right. How like, do you even listen to Pantera? 
I am truly inexperienced you, in the you, ways of... Yeah, man, you... Five bucks ahead to be King Dick in the crowd. Yeah, well, you gotta look at the rest of that, man. <laughs> no, no, like, like, this... like, fucking, like, you know... You can do... Th- you, listen, you can do this with Sin any of their man lyrics. swings a punch, spits a tooth, posture's odd. <laughs> A punk rock <laughs> escapade five bucks ahead to be King Dick in the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell what he's mad at. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he doesn't know, honestly. Maybe he's just maybe he's just frustrated at all this stuff and it's He's, you just, know, he's just reporting on what he sees. He's just reporting you know what I mean? I think he's frustrated that he couldn't do this as like a swing ballad. I could be, could be. You know. <laughs> Centered man swings a punch, spits a tooth, postures off. <laughs> postures off. <laughs> Punk rock escapade, five bucks ahead, be king dick in the crowd. Like, I think that I think that's what Phil really. I think that's the song. That was probably what was in his soul. At the that's time. really what Phil had in his heart, you know. But because of you know like masculine constraints, he couldn't he couldn't let that go. So he had to bundle it in all this you know shows on <laughs> dates canceled already we're like at odds with what... dude yeah yeah yeah, dude this this is this is we can blame phil anselmo for Corey taylor word salad <laughs> this is this is this is not like that's so so much of like like and i love slipknot okay and i love Corey taylor I love all of his lyrics. I can't think of any great examples right now because I'm four hours into a podcast. Guys, calm down. Don't hold me to such an exacting standard. But seriously, like some of Corey Taylor's get lyrics get weird because he just says like, this is this. This is not this. This is this. This is not this. So much of it does that shit. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I might be. I, I don't know offhand, but I'm sure we're going to get to it at some point. So I'm not worried about it. Have faith. <laughs> Have faith. Oh, um, man. Shows on, dates canceled, kicked out for reasons that seem so unfair. Like, okay, you kind of you kind of flip-flop there, but okay. Skin crusts against the cops. Okay, sure. The punks against the cops. I got you. A foregone conclusion that's tired and beat. What? Like, the punks always fight the cops, but that's what you're talking about here. Whose side are you on, Phil? I don't know, man. All right, whatever. Mr. Phil Anselm, no. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. man, what a, what imagery? <laughs> That's that is some imagery, yeah. So, uh, all right, and then the last track is "Reprise," which that was like your trash track. Um, yeah, yeah, man. It's just a cool thing. I don't it's, hate it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. hate it. I'm not. I'm not too thrilled on the. Uh, much in the same way that I'm not too thrilled on the riff from Becoming, which I don't, I didn't really talk about earlier. Right. I mean, I think that like the lore is that he heard Vinny playing the drum lick and was like, well, I got to come up with uh, that. That's cool so. as shit. I got to come up with a riff to that. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> but, uh,. <sighs> but uh, similarly, in a way here, you got it's just kind of like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I like the D beat, you know, yeah. you know, if I get like strength beyond strength or whatever. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, 
You it ain't, I ain't going to turn it down. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to turn it off. In fact, it's going to turn itself down and then back up <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> yeah, Because they fade out and then fade back in way louder, which I'd never understood. You That'll show them. Ma- you just master it louder, I guess. That'll like, show them. That, yeah, that's man. how you get them. Uh, all right. So then... <laughs> Waste of time, 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 serpent time, blabber Whatever he's doing. Anyway, it's fucking cool shit. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. They yeah. played it live. It works. Um, all right. So my sort of overall looking back on this album, you know, overall this album seems to be lacking in who riffs. I mean, kind of be is lacking in the songs. I mean, if you want to, yeah, as uh, compared to their other albums, I'm probably <laughs> going to agree there. And like maybe even the lyrics to a certain extent, maybe not. I don't know. I might take that back. I don't know. I'm going to, we'll take that out. But, but certainly not the vocals, right? Right. I mean, um, if anything, there's more vocals. Like there's the most vocals. Per, there are more per, vocals per capita. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly what I was gonna say on this album than any other. Like they they fit more vocals into a, a given square inch on this album than you could than any other maybe metal record ever. Maybe so. Um. But yeah, like, but but again, like, and so like, but, and I mean, the only reason like criticizing the lyrics is because like, oh, half of them are about like trends suck or whatever. But again. The vibe on this record, I forgive all of that. Whatever, I don't care. You made a record that feels this long, that feels this way. Whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then I also have to wonder too, because there's not as many solos on this record. No. And I have to sort of wonder if that's because solos would have fucked up the vibe. Yeah, like maybe I'd have to go back and listen to all of what's on here again to remember what all had solos. Because, like, how fucked up would Suicide No Part 1 be if you had, like, a fucking guitar solo in the middle of it? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what you'd do there because that's just an acoustic guitar, you know, with, right. with another layer on top of it, I think, really. Right. Uh, and that's all that song needed. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Uh Again, yeah. yeah, dimes is shit for like knowing when not to play. Yeah, right. And then the one, the one shining example of a solo on this album that you can think of is like <laughs> the king absolute is, masterpiece. Is the king of shit solo yeah. to ever solo of all solos to be soloed ever soloed. Yep, yep, yep. Um. Yeah, I'm sure that there was some some. Uh, what am I looking for? Some like backlash, I guess, to this album, probably and maybe to some extent far beyond driven, to not having as many traditional solos as they'd had before, right? Because uh, the trend, the trend at this time was to not have as many guitar solos, right? And I don't really remember what was said about that at the time in regards to Pantera, because. Maybe no one said much of anything because you had shit like floods. Or like, right, right, right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It w- there, there's a difference between not doing a guitar solo in every song, right? Because when they did do them, they did do them, yeah. you know. And 
And so, but it, but that was a thing that was happening in the nineties where, you know, like in 1989, man, fucking guitar solos everywhere. Literally everywhere. Yeah. But by the time you get to fucking 1996, man, it's like, don't you fucking dare. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, Fear Factory had to get like into like 2008 before they could do even just a lead, <laughs> not even a solo, just like just get pad to just get past like the sixth fret. Right. Right. <laughs> Dino's guitar looked like a fucking ukulele. It only had that yeah quarter of a neck on there. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Jeebus. Um, save me, Jeebus. So, but yeah. it. So, but there is something, as much as I love the vibe and everything about this record, if I had to look at it objectively and I had to look at it critically, there is an aspect of it that feels incomplete. Mm, mm. It feels like there's certain songs that weren't, like, you guys needed another month. You know, you guys need another month to fit, to flesh this thing out, right? And if I had to speculate, again, I don't know if I had to speculate, I would I would imagine that this the finish of this album was rushed, um, because they had the huge summer tour booked with White mm. Zombie that started like this album was released in May of '96. The tour started in like June, or the end of June in '96. Hmm. Gotcha. And so I went and like looked up the dates, right? And so they ended their tour in 95 in like April. So in theory, they had plenty of time. They had a full fucking year. Right. In theory, right? Assuming they had all the shit written when they like went into the studio. Or like or, basically. Or, or they had like a full year to like, all right, take some time off. Right. Da, 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 da. But there's a few things that, that I'm like, okay, well, hold on. If their last show in 95 was in April. That means they didn't tour during the summer of ni- of 95, mm-hmm. which means they didn't get all that touring revenue. And I'm guarantee you their record company was aware of that. Okay? So there's a pressure for them. You got to get you guys got to get out there next summer and get all that summer tour revenue. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to imagine there not being that pressure there, right? Then here's the other thing. Nola came out in September of 95. Uh, okay. Now that was recorded off and on throughout, you know. Over like a probably a couple of years, right? Right, right, right. But it was released in September of 95 and then down did like a tour in September. Oh, okay. And a little bit in the fall, did some shows in December. Pantera did a show on New Year's Eve in 1995. So maybe there was only really like just the first part of 1996 to get this record done. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. And so maybe it was kind of rushed. Maybe. You know, like, oh, you got to turn those fucking, you got to turn those masters in fucking March. Because <laughs> we are shipping shit out May 5th yeah. or whatever it was, you know. That's possible. So, and then it's also crazy because Phil overdosed like a week into this fucking tour for Fuck. this record. Yeah. So like right after you saw him probably? Yeah. Dude, the next night. The next night. God damn. Yeah, I saw him um, in Houston. 
you know, July, whatever, 96. Yeah, like July 12th, 96. I'm pretty sure it's July 12th in Houston. The next night they played in Dallas, July 13th, and that's when he overdosed. Good Lord. Yeah, man. It's fucking crazy. I think I I need to look it up in a second. I'm not going to waste y'all's time, but look it up. But I don't. The thing is, that tour didn't end. I don't even know if they canceled a show. Like, he might have, like, died, and then he's like, oh, cool. All right, hold on. Just take me to Outback. <laughs> this get, is steakhouse? Yeah, get, 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 give me a steak and some blue onion. Mm, I'll get a McFlurry all the way. I'll, I'll be good for the next show in Alabama, you know, or whatever, you know. So that, you know, like, in context now, like, I look back and I'm like, man, that just must have been – you know, no one talks about it. It's not in the lore. It's not on the, you know, the home videos or anything. But I imagine it was just such a insane amount of pressure on these guys to be out there on the road and to make that money because that's how they made their fucking money. Yeah, maybe so. You know. I mean, you know, by all accounts, it was like Dimebag was kind of the dude who, like, allowed them to decompress while they were out there right sure right and and let them have any of the fun that they could have in, in a lot of cases so i i imagine it was very stressful and the moments that you see were of them like having a lot of fun was probably like few and further between than you might expect right yeah like there's a i wouldn't be surprised yeah there's a uh you know what you see is not always what you know to who to see to be to, unless you hear and see it for yourself. Oh, um, words to live by. Words to live by. I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm, oh man, I'm not going to be able to find this right now without making an ass of myself. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to figure that out. So uh, I think that's it, man. Um, holy shit. Yeah. This is, I'm going to have to split this up. Had a couple things to say about Pantera. Who'd have thought? So many things. I guess for what it's worth, real quick, though, uh, I, on re-listen to all this stuff, yeah, I think this is probably still my pick for like, because again, like I'm huge on the fucking the 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 feel of an album like that it puts you in the headspace that it puts you in, and this yeah, man. does it for me. If you you can fuck up a lot of things, man, but if you hold on to that that vibe, I'll forgive a lot. Same, yeah, I'll forgive a lot, I'll, and. The vibe on Southern Trent Hill is just unfucking touchable. It's really fucking good. It is interesting because on the first listen through, through this like a few days ago, because I, I spent like three days like listening to Far Bench. I was like, "This is so fucking good. <laughs> God damn, this is good. This is can't argue." And then uh, I listened to this Trent Hill one time, and I was like, "Yeah, man, this is good." Did I know I know that it was this before, but it was good. And I'll see it again. And I was like, mm. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's not as good, but it's the fucking best. <laughs> but so, goddamn, these four albums are fucking good. Yep, yeah, dude. I, I, I think we're gonna. I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised when we get to reinvent the stool. I hope so. I'm more than open to it. I, th- I think you're gonna be like, you know what? I was an asshole, and this is actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll take that. So if that's what it comes to. I'm I'm glad to be wrong. Anyway, um, yeah, four and a half hours. Let's get the fuck out of here. Testament <laughs> to the love of tempora. <laughs> <laughs>